This is Angel from Sarah and Angel Talk About Things. This episode may contain sensitive content. If you or anybody you know is going through these issues, I've linked some resources in the show notes. Thank you. the other person did it however for whatever reason we're just going to go up with come up with the name then we're just we're just gonna go with the, the name of the show and just talk, talk about, about things. things for this case yeah we got one in the works that's going to be something that uh, i saw an angel hazard but i want to revisit part of the canon so um that'll be the next time that's a little something to get you excited yeah, we're gonna put a little thing pin out there so that way you could be like, ooh, let's tune in next month for another episode of Sarah and Angel Talk About Things. I want a taste of it. I need a taste, taste of it. Taste. Taste. Tasty. So this idea I came up with um, while I was at Zumba, because um, I was just thinking about a certain character who I've seen on a show and how annoying this person is. And then I was like, oh my gosh, the only person more annoying than that person was this other person. And then from there, I was like, we should do a top five most annoying, or top ten collectively, most annoying characters list. Because everyone has had that, whether you like the show, or mm-hmm. maybe you don't like the show, you maybe you just watch the show. But there's that one character that gets under your skin every time they come on screen. Mm-hmm. You just sit there and go, no, not them again. And in, in some extreme cases, they can even ruin the whole show sometimes if there's a whole lot of them. Right, right, right. Um, keep going because I just remembered that, I need, that I'm gonna, I'm probably going to need to shuffle my list slightly yeah, now that you now that you put the now that you put the definite now that you put the definition out there like that yeah i'm going to add a an honorable mention as well although with honorable mention i've i've cooled on slightly but they i still find them annoying but anyway so yes sometimes you'll be watching a show that you like and then there's just that one character a lot of times um sometimes there are a character who starts with the show but usually there's somebody who comes in kind of, you know, late in the game, or somebody who previously had different characterization and then changes their characterization and mm-hmm. then they become become really annoying due to choices made by the character within the context of the show. Or other times, maybe it's not even just the character themselves, but it's the way that um, the fandom of the show um, reacts to the character. Like, um, I'll, I'll use a, an example that I didn't put down but let's say something like okay so when I was watching uh Dexter mm-hmm. there was um I was on this this IMDB board that no longer exists RIP IMDB board and people won't be missed <laughs> and people got really mad about the fact that Dexter was changing over time and um every time Dexter would go and kill somebody, they would be like, yeah, Dexter. But then whenever Dexter did something that was, like, morally right, they would go, 
Boo, Dexter, proving that they kind of missed the point of the show. Um, so sometimes the, and sometimes, and I don't feel like that really happened with Dexter per se, but sometimes the mere annoying reaction of the fandom can drive you into disliking the character themselves, even though it's not really the character's fault, it's that the writers or yourself are perceiving the characters in one way and other people are clearly not. Um, and that sometimes that can be to such an extent that it makes um, the character annoying. Oh, speaking of while you're typing, alternate character interpretations. You know what I saw something on about, I think it was on Tumblr, maybe? Um, uh, on Brokeback Mountain, there were apparently people who were saying that Ennis didn't like Jack and that Jack, like, was an evil seducer who seduced Ennis. So Jack's an evil seducer who seduces. Yeah, like, the fact that, like, the whole movie is basically from Ennis's point of view about his love for Jack apparently was missed on the people who felt that, like, Jack seduced him and, and just, like... <laughs> Doesn't WordPress own Tumblr now? Like, why is this website still around? I'm sorry. Come at me on my Tumblr. I am Tornado Song. Uh, I won't even come. I, I won't even respond because I'm not on there anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I, I go on there maybe like once a month to just like look at some pictures and stuff. But I typed in Brokeback and I saw something about it wasn't the person saying that. It was someone else responding to somebody who was saying that. So I'm not sure how prevalent it was. Prevalent it was. But that's another example where, like, maybe if everyone in the fandom was saying that, like, I mean, and then sometimes that can uh, backlash on the character themselves. Although not in the case of Jack and Ennis, because they are one true pairing. OTP. OTP. Yeah. Are you ready to go? Or yeah, I'm ready to go. No, no, no. I was so, so I was thinking about, uh, so yeah, so thinking about my days on Tumblr. Um... 10 years ago, and, um, <laughs> and I, and I remember, I was really into the Degrassi, um, it's really into Degrassi, but, so I was, like, thinking for a second, like, were there any characters while I was watching Degrassi that annoyed me? I can think of one, but they're actually gonna, are just gonna be on my honorable mention, um, but, um, so, and they, they won't hit the list for reasons I will mention, they, they're not gonna hit the main list because of reasons that, um, that will be mentioned when I get to them on the honorable mention. So let me put their name down really quickly. Um, gosh, I can't think of her name. Um, one moment. Um, uh, keep on filibustering it, Sarah. Okay, um, but that's what I'm best at. Um, okay, so, but yeah, sometimes there are these characters that are just so annoying. Like, that they, you kind of wonder, like, what happened in the writer's room? That they, um, oh, I just thought about another honorable mention, but I'll, we'll put that in a second. Um, sometimes, like, you know, somebody in the, well, on TV Tropes, they call this sometimes a creator's pet, or they have another uh, name for them that is possibly going to be in these um, honorable mentions, maybe. Um, and, like, someone in, in the writers room just really loved this character. Like, they just love them. And they were like, let's make the show about them. Maybe, like, the actor was, like, someone who was really close to them, or they just really liked the character, but nobody else did because it was so forced. Sometimes they are a uh, character who exists merely to opine the author's 
um, own views, like maybe they're, uh, I don't think any of the characters on my list fall into this category, but for instance, sometimes like if you have a, um, a cast that maybe has established political views and you have this other mm -hmm. person just come in to immediately just talk about all the political things that are important to the author, and then the author like talks about how great that person is all the time, but really they're just there to express the opinions of the author. Like, some rando shows up periodically and goes, but what about global warming? Oh, like, like Empress Teresa. Oh, what's that? What's Empress Teresa? Um, man, do I, should I say this and then the author of the book is going to come for me for uh, making fun of his creation? Um, okay, so Empress Teresa, and no, she is not going to be one of my annoying characters, uh, but, I, but going down that rabbit hole is a mess. Empress Teresa is a character from the book, Empress Teresa, Natch, and, um, and she literally is not only the author's pet, but, like, the, what's, oh god, what is the name of that type of character? Um, the Mary Sue. The Mary fucking oh, Sue. No, like, she Mary is Sue. the ultimate Mary Sue. She's, oh. like, like, she could do no wrong, she was, like, She's she saves the world, but she also but oh. when you really read like well, so I haven't read the book, but other YouTubers have read the book, and they uh, and it's literally a clusterfuck. Uh, Crimson Rogue uh, did like a very long excuse me review of that of this book. Um, it's a hot mess, a hot stinking mess from at least from Crimson Rogue's point of view, and on top of that. The author of the book will bash anybody who speaks ill of this book. Oh, God. So that on top of that is a hot mess. So that's why I was kind of like, I was kind of hesitant to say this, but um, hey, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, first of all, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> uh, because you're literally are listening to two people of color uh, talking about things. And second... Um, don't at me, <laughs> because uh, I will send you back uh, with postage and handling. <laughs> anyway, I am done. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the um, yeah, basically the Mary Sue, and the thing with the Mary Sue is that like like Mary Sues, they have no flaws, they have nope. all the powers, they never have to like. In they have, good, they, they, it's literally I'm just a prescription to a T. Like an example of something that. Uh, Done Badly could have been a Mary Sue, but was it? Let's take, let's talk about Buffy for a second. Buffy. So with Buffy, Buffy has powers, but she's not perfect. And in fact, she needs the other members of the team because, like, she's not super bookish, but Willow is bookish. Mm -hmm. Um, like Xander, Xander, let's see, Xander's it up. Well, he got Giles because. Yeah, because he's, he's, like, he's, he guides her. He's a guide. Stuff. Yeah. It's like, and also got the library. Yeah, so he has the access to information, and, and Willow kind of combines with that, too. They're the more book-smart type, where, as I'd say, Buffy's more, like, street-smart, because mm -hmm. she's good at getting out of situations, like, with, um, you know, fighting and stuff. Um, whereas, and then, you know, as this things go on, then, you know, we add more people, like, Tara! Um, uh, oh, God, I can't, what's the girl's name? Oh. Uh, uh, the, oh, Cordelia? Cordelia, Cordelia. Uh, technically, you have Angel, um, but uh, yeah, that's more of a villain hybrid. Uh, 
don't no, he's no, 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 like a play with these like no, saying that made me think of an honorable uh, one. Uh, like he's more of a villain hybrid and he's having to get his own spin-off, so look at that. Look at you, David Boreanaz. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you, David Robertson. Look at you. We see you. We see you. You're 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 technically affiliate with to us. I may actually have to move some people around here. Wow. I need you to filibuster for a second because I think I may have to. I'm going to have to. All right. Okay. Let me think. Let me think about the topic real quick. Um. Oh, so as of the recording of this podcast, um, which I don't know when this will come out because we've recently mentioned that our uh, that we will be monthly now. But during, at the the day of the recording of this podcast, not only did Allison Mack uh, get three years uh, in prison, uh, but Bill Cosby got released. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you are affected by issues pertaining to uh, rape and uh, re-traumatized uh, rape trauma. Um, know that every single episode, we, we try to link resources in the show notes um, despite uh, whether episodes are, uh, are do deal with uh, sensitive topics or not. So I, ha- I do put it at the beginning of most episodes that I have linked resources in the show notes. This will not change, um, even though this episode will come out in a few months. There may, you, look, Life is life is strange. Life and is a, terrible. And a lot of our episodes have dealt with sexual assault mm-hmm. in some way, especially yes. like um, you know. The, our first our first five with, episodes yeah. literally dealt with that. Um, and then right after that, we just had a little, like because of the reordering of the episodes, um, it just so happens that right after that episode was uh, minus one, and then because it was minus one because I I messed up with the, the a teacher episode and have to repost it again. So then we're right back to the topic, and then um um after that will be vulgar. So yeah, yeah. It, it comes up. A but, lot. but 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 um mind you, I I am as uh, in the recording of this episode, I am prepping that episode. So and the begin and. You you definitely want to listen to the about the first hour or so of the episode because it is a fun episode about uh about a fun episode about our time at uh, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash. So if you don't like the if you, if you're triggered by the by the by the second part of the episode, uh, I cannot give you a time code unfortunately right now. Uh, but once I once I get finished prepping the episode, I will link in the show now where to. Uh, stop the episode when it comes to when, when it gets to the talk of the movie. But the first maybe hour or so of the episode is a lot of fun um, talking about our experiences at um, the Secret Sash. Yes. All right, I'm ready to go. So did you? Should I start off? Yeah, actually, start off. Yeah, because I just started. Okay, I was just because talking. talking about Buffy brought back. So, oh, actually, hold on. I lied. Okay, I. I Forget that I said that. Okay. Um, Talking about 13 Reasons Why and the topic of sexual assault uh, made me think of this that I totally didn't put now in my number five slot um, after moving around and putting somebody else in. Um, I totally didn't just move this while you were talking. Okay. No, definitely not. (laughs) So this is um, a uh, tie that it's two characters that it's not so much the characters themselves, although to an extent it is, but it's more the fandom's um, reaction to these characters and certain things they've done. 
So, and these are both, uh, this, I'm going to briefly mention uh, sexual assault in this, but I'm not going to get explicit into it. Um, but I'm going to briefly mention it just to clarify what annoys the heck out of me with these two characters and their plot lines. So the first is Zach Dempsey from 13 Reasons Why, and the second is Laurel Castillo from How to Get Away with Murder. Excuse me. I need to do this. Zach! <laughs> Zach! He's a Lego maniac! Zach! Zach! <laughs> Playing with Legos. <laughs> and so, as you may know, if you listen to um, the uh, 13 Reasons Why Season 4 episode, there's a part in which Zach attempts to rape a woman, and he's stopped by Alex and Charlie. And um, if the spoiler alert for How to Get Away with Murder, if you haven't seen it, I don't remember what season it is. I think it might be season four, I think, because it went up six seasons, I think. So and a movie. <laughs> maybe you watch. I need to. Sorry, I just need to watch Community. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's as one of the later seasons. There's um, a scene in which Laurel. Okay, Laurel and. Just to set the scene for this a little bit, um, Laurel and Frank kind of had an on-again, off-again thing. Sarah. <laughs> Crap. Now, uh, I just put my whole... I literally have two friends also named Laurel and Frank. <laughs> so, okay, so. Except that they're not together. I apologize, Laurel and Frank, if you're listening to this. Sorry, that just, that just threw me off. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> So Laura, Laura Castillo, just a little bit, Laura Castillo is one of the students in um, Annalise Keating's, I almost said Annabelle, <laughs> Annalise Keating's uh, group at the law school and... At? At Ursinus. Uh, yeah, at, they basically are, at the middle town. Ursinus. It's Ursinus. And um, Frank works for... Um, Annalise, but she's he's not like so he's kind of Laurel's teacher. I mean, I kind of maybe. Anyway, so the relationship between the two of them it was inappropriate from Frank's point of view too. I'm gonna put that out there first. But there's a scene where um in that whatever that season was where Laurel is pregnant with Wes's baby. And Laurel, like, is in a car with Frank, and she basically, well, she does, she rapes Frank, because Frank says no, and she keeps going, and she even covers his mouth. Um, we'll put a trigger warning right before that part. I think yeah, trigger warning for me, because uh, I've never seen this show, and now I am literally thinking about my two friends. <laughs> I hate this! <laughs> I hate this so much! <laughs> So basically, okay, so Laura Castillo is, she did that, and then, um, well, first of all, I'm going to say it's annoying as hell because it was never addressed by the show. There's a scene later where Laurel is talking to somebody, I'm so sorry, Angel, and, and there's, and somebody, I forget who it is who's talking to her, but she goes something like, oh, I just had sex with Frank, ugh. Like, something like that, like, but not, and then it's never mentioned again. It's never mentioned again. Even Good, though, don't! Even though it was, there's clearly, there was not consent on Frank's part. But the fandom, now in both of these cases, the fandom came to bat for Zach and Laurel. And basically just said that it wasn't really like that. They came up with a whole bunch of excuses. 
they were, especially like with Zach, they were like, well, Zach was drunk, but that doesn't excuse it because we know that, you know, it's not, that doesn't excuse it. And, um, well, and people saying it was okay because Zach's would-be victim was a sex worker, all kinds of stuff. And then with, uh, I'm going to say it one more time, I'm so sorry. No. With <laughs> the two characters on how the two characters have the same names. They were friends. saying that because it was a man who was the victim that, oh, he should have just, that he's big and strong, he could have pushed her away. But she was pregnant, though, so he wouldn't have, like, pushed her away, because then he might, like, knock her on her butt and hurt her, so he probably wouldn't have done that. I mean, he has killed people, but, like, that that he has a relationship with, I mean, I mean, he's a hitman, but, like, is he's, you know, he only hitman got a hit. <laughs> um, but, so that, that was, in both those cases, one, I don't, and both, oh, this acting was never mentioned again either. In both cases, the show didn't follow up on the scenario, and then people in the fandom made excuses for the character and ignored what had transpired and didn't, and made excuses for that character that they wouldn't have made for other characters, and basically there was just a whole lot of hypocrisy in the fandom, and I didn't like it, and it made me reflect really poorly on both of those characters. Angel, I'm just, um, I just want to say that, um, the reason why I kind of like Zach is because, um, it's He's literally, like well, yes, that, and the fact that when you listen to, when you watch it on, um, uh, pretty much it, like, they have, uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube videos, like, watching 13 Reasons Why, when it, I think it was season four, like, or three or something like that, Zach literally, they just had, like, they just kind of, like, made them the narrative that Zach just stopped giving a fuck, and they just kind of, and they loved, it was more the actor's performance of Zach in season four, that's why I started to like him, because it was, because it was just like, I just stopped giving a fuck, because, like, you know, it's the end of the show, whatever, fuck that. <laughs> so, when I, so it's not, it's not because of everything that Sarah said, it's literally because... Um, I have reason. I have reason to suspect that maybe the actor was phoning it in on his last season on the show. <laughs> I don't know. And and I will kind of like when people phone it in when on crappy shows. But um, <laughs> that's aside from the point. My number five. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to hear it. Is a soap opera character. Um, in fact, three of these are soap opera characters. <laughs> um, you've known me so well. Number five is Full Fulton Logan on The Bull and the Beautiful. Um, and the reason why I have her down, um, if you're not a soap opera watcher, oh, here we go. Let's get into the shit. Um, and this is as much as I can remember. So Flo started out as the daughter of uh, Denise Richards' character, Shauna Fulton. And Denise, well, no, I love Denise Richards. And this is also no, uh, no, knock on the actress uh, who plays Flo, uh, Katrina Bowden. She's doing a fabulous job. Uh, she does a fabulous job. She can, you know, she can, she hits all the punches, like, whatever, like whatever, whatever it needs to be. It's the writing. That's what gets me. <laughs> the writing is what gets me. And this is why. So she started out as a character who helped... Um, there was a Baby Switch storyline um, where... One character, okay, so, um, one character, uh, was, um, so one character had a, had a, gosh, I think they had a baby, and then the other character had a baby, and the, and the baby died. Oh, Flo was, Flo was involved with that, and, um, but I'm forgetting how, I, but it was enough to where she, 
um, was where she knew that the baby switch occurred, as she kept it from um, from the character from the character who has who had who wound up with the baby who whose baby actually passed on. Oh, um, on top of that, see, see, this would be like this would be fine for if she were a short term character. Now, the character who she gave the baby who she took the baby from happened to be her cousin. Mm. Flo, sorry, no, Flo Fulton Logan. Um, she's she turned out to be the uh the uh, daughter of a character who had passed on named Storm Logan. Um, yes, these names are ridiculous, but I love soap mm-hmm. operas, and that's why. Um, and they kind of shoehorned in her in to be like a member of the family. When, I don't know, it just seemed all kind of sus to me. They were just like, oh, man, we like this actress. We're just going to, like, not, well, we like this character. She's more of a short-term character. Let's kind of shoehorn into her, into the show. And then they kind of, they, when she, while she did get exposed for uh, her part in the Baby Switch story, like, you know, that eventually ended and um, the baby um, was returned to her cousin, um, yeah, her, yeah, the baby was returned to her cousin. Um, she kind of went got off scot free when her aunt needed a kidney transplant, and she was the one to give the kidney to her aunt, and therefore she is now an angel, saint, oh. that sort of thing. And I just everybody just hated that. They hated that twist. Oh. They hated that. Like the only way that this character can be redeemed is if it's revealed that this character is that, you know, that Shauna, who is Denise Richards' character, was basically pulling a con on everybody and that Flo isn't really uh, a Logan. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that this character can be saved. And then on top of that, I may have mentioned Wyatt uh, before um, um, on, in the A Teacher episode. So, uh, <laughs> so um, they... Also shoehorned in the fact that like Flo was the love of Wyatt's life, oh. and like they, they like they kind they, it just all felt so contrived, and nobody's here for that. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody is really here for that. So that's why Flo Fulton Logan or Flogan is um, <laughs> is number five on my most annoying character list. Oh my gosh! All right. Yeah, that is a mess. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. So are you ready for number four? Yes. Well, I kind of gave away a second ago. But talking about Buffy earlier <laughs> reminded me of a certain character who I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, is the reason I stopped watching Buffy initially when I was... Cause, okay, so I watched Buffy in its first run mm-hmm. back when I was 9 and 10. Um, I think I started in the middle of season 2, so I don't know, or like near the end of season 1. And I watched into season 3. And then this character was introduced. This fucking character was introduced. Let me tell you, guys. Okay, so a little earlier, we mentioned Angel, played by David Boreanaz. The love of Buffy's life. He was hot as hell. My first crush, let me tell you, everybody. That Yeah, uh, no, no. You know, now, you know, I dogged you on, on crushes uh, on this podcast, and that's a very justifiable crush. Not because of the fact that, that, the, that the character is also named Angel. <laughs> but David Boreanaz, he really got it like that. Yes, he does. 
he was hot as hell and he was angsty and he was hot and I remember like I really got a hardcore crush on him there's an episode where he got kidnapped by Drusilla and Spike and they were like torturing him with holy water they had his shirt off Ooh. and they were like pouring ah. on him and he was like sizzling and, and, and that's when puberty hit for the entire WB audience. That yes, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, it really did. Because I'm sitting there and I'm like, hmm. uh, he got it like that. He got it. He got it like <laughs> he, the he, man had abs. 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 My little nine. Abs. He is Mr. Bone. Yes, he is. <laughs> Let me tell you about something I did when I was nine. Watching, watching Angel. Right. Um. Okay, this podcast is explicit. <laughs> I, re- I was in, um, I think I was in school, actually, so if I ever ended up, I was in school, and I went into the school bathroom, Uh-oh. and I, and now if I ever, if I have any, like, lasting health effects from this, then, you know, I don't know, but I, like, turned on the faucet in the bathroom, and I, like, went and I, like, kissed the water, and I was like, Kissing Angel was probably like kissing water. Oh! <laughs> I was so. You innocent. know what? If it was, you know, if, shoot. If the, if that were if that were me, uh, somebody some bitches probably would have really walked into the bathroom as they were seeing me kiss the water. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely drinking. I'm definitely drinking. You know, now the water fountain. I don't like the water coming out of the water fountain. Yeah, I'm drinking it. Why is it hot? Um, uh, you know, because I like hot water. It's like kissing water. <laughs> It's like kissing one thing. I was so innocent when I was nine. Anyway. Right. But then when I was like, I guess 10 or 11 was when I think season, well, let me just look real quick and see when this travesty occurred. I think it was either season. I was going to ask three. what character. You're about to find out which, which, who, uh, let's see. Um, when this character was inflicted upon us. Okay, season four is when this character was inflicted. But at least, and I think I saw him the first time around. I could be wrong though. I might have just blocked him out. I might have started stopped watching after Angel left. But I also may have started stopped watching after this character was introduced. Who was Buffy's post Angel love interest? I think I know who this. Riley Finn. Oh, that. That wasn't who I expected. <laughs> oh, I think it was good. I thought it was Spike. <laughs> yeah, but Spike, Spike didn't start annoying, but Spike ended up annoying. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Spike, they, Spike Wait, wait, wait. Was, was that one, like, was that the college years? Yes. What, yeah. with Beer Bad? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I, I've heard that character. Yeah, Riley was this guy who freaking, he was at... Buffy's college, and he was like, I don't know, his plot line was that he was in some kind of, like, military installation, or, like, something called, I think it was called The Initiative, and he, like, I don't know, he was always running around some kind of, like, weird military base, and I think it was, like, he was supposed to, like, kill vampires, but he did it, like, real high-tech, and so, he was so annoying, every time he showed up, I was like, he's so annoying, Especially, and I, I feel like he wouldn't have even been as bad if he hadn't been the love interest right after Angel, the best love interest on the show. Duh. Yeah. He had a spinoff for a reason. Yes, because he was a great character. And Angel was a really good show, too. At times, it would, may have even been better than Buffy, I would say. There, at least, in, it depends, because near the end, it kind of tapered off, and Buffy was kind of uneven. 
Um, so I guess, put, put them together. I don't know. Put them together. Put them together <laughs> and get a comic book series. <laughs> <laughs> this is season eight. But yeah, no, Riley was so freaking annoying. Like, he just, every time he showed up, I was like, oh my god, will he go away? But yeah, Spike, I like, I loved Spike when he was a villain. When they made him into, like, a quasi-good guy, then he was in every, like, he's not on my list, but, because he started out alright, but it was when he became, like, he was in every single episode. Mm -hmm. That's when it was like, oh my god, I'm tired of Spike. And then I, like, basically kind of tried to redo the Buffy-Angel dynamic, but with Buffy-Spike, but it didn't... Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, it didn't ah, work. Can't do it. You can't do it. And that was... A, it was the Buffy-Spike relationship was what it was annoying, and the overuse of Spike. And that was, to be fair, so he could be probably... Well, wait, didn't he, didn't he eventually go, come on Angel in the final season? Or was it... Or I'm thinking of somebody else. He might have. I don't really remember the last season that well, because a lot of weird shit happened in the, in the last season, because there was, like, Connor... Then on Mad Men. Then the, uh, like the, um, what's her face left? Uh, yeah, Cordelia, Cordelia left. left. Yeah, because there uh, were some accusations that, like, Joss Whedon was really not treated mm. very well at all. And that's not, that's, that's, I mean, the show's good, it's but that's, if, like, I, that's not cool. If, not like, cool. I, I haven't read all of it. I just saw, like, the broad strokes, but I feel bad for Cordelia. And you can tell she like, left kind of in a hurry because she was so important in Angel. And I, once she left, it just wasn't the yeah, same. Yeah, it was, it was not the, the same. The dynamic wasn't the same. So I, I loved her so much. Charisma Carpenter, if you're listening, I love you. You're one of, like, my favorite actresses. Because you were so good, especially on Angel. Like, she was fun on Buffy, but she was really good. Mm -hmm. But we're here to talk about annoying characters. And you know who wasn't fucking amazing? Riley goddamn fit. And I'm not even, I've never seen the actor in anything else. So I don't, I don't necessarily think it was his fault. But it was the character was overused. The character shoehorned in after, because they were like, Buffy needs love interest. But Buffy didn't even need a love interest. Buffy, it could have just been Buffy and her friends. They didn't need a love interest. Or they could have put in a love interest but not be shoehorned in. Like, the like they could have, like, they could have built that. They could have built it. Like, built, like, yeah. like they could have, they could have, it could have been like a slow burn and kind of, and maybe focused on the action, especially since it's the, the show wasn't a transitionary period, that they were going to college. Yeah. Which is hard on every teen show. Yeah, when like, you go to college, uh, Beverly fucking Hills 9021 goddamn O is an example of that. <laughs> <laughs> you lot of shows they don't know what to they do. They don't know what to do, no. Like, college years. No, you really don't. And like, Saved by the Bell, like, um, now, mind you, they were two entirely different shows, but they, but they you know, but, but if you're going by canon, that like, they, okay. like, they, uh, it was so weird, like, the college years, uh, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that in another episode, um, specifically Saved by the Bell, the college years, like, that, that was a mess. <laughs> you know what show that, I haven't seen all the episodes for, but you know what show was, uh, I kind of actually liked the college stuff that I saw of, uh, Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think, yeah, but I think, but I think, but I think with Boy Meets World, that was different because it wasn't centered around, it was, I feel like that, that, I feel like that, 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 that with Boy Meets World, that was it, because of college, because the show wasn't about, oh, a kid, um, in, like, these group of kids in, in, oops, ah, these group of kids, sorry, we mm -hmm. these group of kids in, um, you know, high school, um, and then they 
transitioned to college, it was more they were following a character mm-hmm. and the characters and everybody around the character. So the transition to college made sense. Uh, but what didn't make sense was Mr. Feeney being there the entire way. You <laughs> are just always there. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I want to say is that I think that, um, and I, I love Boy Meets World, so this is not attacking Boy Meets World, but I feel like <laughs> if they had set Boy Meets World in a rural setting, I feel like they could have sold the fact that Mr. Feeney was always their teacher a lot more easier than... The fact that, like, supposedly it was Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia, yeah, but it was it was fictional Philadelphia because um because uh, yeah because no because yeah because well no I think um what was it? so I remember it was like um it was like Philadelphia Uni- Pennsylvania University or it was a weird but it was like oh come on you can't you, you, you like come on you couldn't get the rights to Temple or UPenn or Drexel well, okay well Drexel's for profit or um, <laughs> like any like like it was. It was Philadelphia College, because Philadelphia University is a real place, but it was like, like Philadelphia, yeah, Philadelphia College. College. It was some, it was some, it was a weird name. I was like, you couldn't get the right. I mean, there are like five major colleges in Philadelphia that you could have that you could have used the rights to. Freaking, uh, and we're going off on the tangent here. Freaking, um, Friday Night Lights used Temple's campus for the final <laughs> season. Like, come on. Oh, that last scene. Rare more. <laughs> That last scene in Friday Night Lights was perfect when he, th- oh my god, when he throws the football and then they catch it on the, oh my god, I loved it. Sorry, but that's, Friday Night Lights was such a good show. That was a consistent show, except for season two. Except for two. season two. We don't talk about season two. We don't talk about season two. That wasn't the fall of the writers, it was the fall of the writer strike. Yeah, I mean, although it was got, the writer strike But a rebound, been, a rebound. Yeah, it may have been a blessing in disguise because a lot of weird stuff happened in season two. Of us, for the, which they were just like, you know, now we never need to reference any of these things again. Never again. <laughs> anyway, I'm next. <laughs> anyway, number four. Now that I've gotten that long suppressed nine year old rage out against Riley Finn as a character, I'm, I'm frustration has been frustrated. Anyway, um, except for me, uh, because my number four is actually a current character on the show, so I cannot really. <laughs> I, I, I can say that this character would be a little higher if, if there was a ending to this character. Uh, currently, if you know if this character was in the past... Actually, actually, really, Flo is a current character, too, but she's not on as much. But um, um, this character is more recent than Flo is. Um, the character's name is Tara Locke, and she's from The Young and the Restless. Um, she just started on the show this year, um... And I am going to put get a little bit put because it's just just I'm going to kind of highlight it this way. It's a combination of a lot of things. First combination was um, the actress who originally was supposed to play this character uh, got a role and they had to do an emergency recast before the character even aired. Second, the writing of Young and the Restless is a mess. Yes, I know they just won the daytime Emmy, but that was. That was for one episode, and you can't judge an award an award for a uh, for a show based on one episode, especially when it was a self contained special episode that anybody could just watch and without like the, without the um you know without a uh, without the context of uh, the show. So you have these two things. Uh, the recast was terrible. Uh, is terrible. Um, uh, very terrible. And on top of that, she is, well, okay, so she's a classic character, um, a foil to um, 
a popular couple, um, Summer at Summer Newman and Kyle Abbott. Summer Newman, in case you don't know, is played by Hunter King, who is the sister so of Summer's jo- the guy. Summer's no, 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 Summer, no, no. Summer Newman okay. is a woman. Oh, Play, okay. The actress's name is Hunter. I have to say her full name because now I'm not. Hunter Haley King. Oh, um, okay, so Hunter who, is a woman. Hunter's a okay. woman, yes, yes. Sorry, there are, women, there are women who are named Hunter, just oh, like there are men who are named Angel. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Hunter's in the world. I've just never... And to I, make things worse for Hunter, she is the sister of Joey King from the act. Oh. The older sister of Joey King from the oh. act. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. That's how you look what you did. <laughs> okay. And, um... No, 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 and yes, uh, Young and the Restless would never do a gay couple, never. Uh, I mean, a gay male couple. They do have a lesbian couple on there, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, so Tara, you would think that they are, you know, like, this character is just this classic character who was there to be, to, who was there to uh, put a wrench between two couple, between a couple. So, which, yeah, classic character, we'll have her in for, like, a few months and then get written out. But! But! <laughs> Uh, let me just say, um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what, I'll, I'll just be mean. The actress is not doing justice to the character. She is, really isn't. Oh. And on top of that, it makes her more annoying because as somebody who was in, who did a little bit of acting, I cannot watch a single episode. Yes, I am shaking the dust. I am sorry your phone fell, Sarah. Without pausing it and saying, okay, this is how I would do the lines better. I would add some inflection to the character. The actress is dead-eyed. Like, she's like, she, she, like, like, the the actress is like, kind of like, oh, well, see, if you don't, if you don't leave my, if you don't leave, um, if you don't take this job in Italy, um, I, you know, I'm going to take Harrison away. And you're, Kyle's never going to see Harrison. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. What's you? See, me sneezing is better than what she comes in. <laughs> and um, Harrison, you're never going to see Harrison again. And Kyle's going to hate you. Whereas if I were to do that same scene, lem- okay, let me tell you. Let, let, let's break this down right here, homegirl. <laughs> you're going to take this job in Italy. If you don't take this job in Italy, you're never gonna. You and Kyle are never gonna see Harrison again, and Kyle's gonna hate you for it. Who can I try? Do it. Oh. Listen, you're gonna take this job in Italy because if you don't, Kyle's never gonna see Harrison again, and he's gonna hate you, bitch. Yes, that yeah. Even like even that yes yes. Whew, like. We're all over Twitter talking about... We call this character Napkin. <laughs> because she has the substance of a napkin. Like, it's... Whew, I know nobody listens to this podcast except for uh, men, for whatever reason. And uh, probably non-binary people, according to the stats. But, ooh, this character, I can't... I can't stand her. And it's it's it's... Literally because the if the actress was better, I would be on board with the character, but the actress isn't any good. And um she I nearly had somebody else on this list for the same exact reason. 
but I remove them <laughs> because the person who previously played the character, there were two people who previously played the character, uh, and I will mention them in honorable mention, are still working actresses, and the third and the third person who played her is not a working actress. So I, you know, that was just, you know, yeah. Um, my cat is sniffing my, my lamp. Um, yeah. It's, I think she wants to get to my plant. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, but that's why, and the character's only been on for a few months and she's already made number four on my list. So that tells you a lot. A lot. <laughs> anyway, Sarah, while I move my plant out the way, who is your number three? First, I want to let you know that you're going to take that goddamn job in Italy, bitch. <laughs> yes, 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 or yes. Else, you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to take Harrison away and Kyle's, Kyle's never going to see, see him, him again. again. Bitch. I assume that Harrison is, like, small and movable. Is he, like, 65? <laughs> Harrison's a child. Okay, I was just... Um, which I forgot Harrison to... Which I forgot to... Which I forgot to mention, um... Harrison's full girl. Uh, the reason... Uh, the reason why this character exists is because, um... Apparently, um... When... There was a time when Kyle Abbott was away, and he had... And, you know, he was in, um... He was in New York City, and he was partying because he couldn't be with Summer, and um, because of that, he decided, you know, he's, he was partying a lot, and then he slept with uh, a heiress named Tara, uh, who is married that's to... Yes, that's where Harrison came from. And she's married to a, a corporate mogul named Ashlyn Locke, who... Um, um, yeah, I could see... I could see why... Uh, I could... I, I, look, Harry... Uh, Ashlyn, you deserve better than Tara because uh, hmm. the guy who plays Ashlyn is hot, very hot, <laughs> and um, I guess it's just a the case of like a um, a you know somebody marrying like a heiress for heiress reasons. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not about Tara. <laughs> anyway, what's your number three? All right, number three. Okay, so let's talk about a little show that ran for eight seasons. No movie. No movie. Called House MD. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what you gonna do, pick me or House? <laughs> House was a great show. Season eight, it had its question. After Cuddy left, it was a little bit questionable, but... Oops. Um, you know, all in all, I enjoyed House. And now there were various different characters who people found generally annoying. However, it was 13, wasn't it? I didn't necessarily <laughs> agree. Like, for instance, I thought that uh, Detective Michael Trigger was annoying, but he was played by David Morse, and David Morse is a hottie, so... I forgot like, he was on... Oh, my gosh. Yo, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's how we... That's how we both... Like, that's how I... First heard about David Morris. I'm like, who's this David Morris guy? Yeah, I got obsessed oh, with him because I'm like, who is this high? Who is this David Morris? Who is this David? Who is this David Morris guy? Well, let me tell you about David Morris. He lives. He lives in Pennsylvania. I'm like, he okay. Does. I think he lives in Chestnut Hill. Wow. Well. I never saw him though, but I heard he lives in Chestnut Hill. I saw him. Someone saw him on the regional room. Let me see. I'm gonna ask if my boyfriend knows, like, has has ever like uh, worked, has ever met him, uh, without like kind of doxing my boyfriend. He does, um, he installs, uh, air conditioners, so, and he has met, uh, celebrities before, so, um, yeah, so. 
I think I heard that my uncle actually, because my uncle like does like limo driving. Um, yeah, and I heard like through the grapevine that one time David Morse was his client. I heard it through, through the, the grapevine, grapevine that David Morse was my client. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, I think like my uncle told my. Like, I think my uncle, like, told my grandfather, and my grandfather told my father, and my father told me. <laughs> and then, and then I told you. And, and then, then I then... told you. And then, <laughs> and then we told the world. And we told the world. Uh, yeah, all, think... all four of them. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I could be misremembering that, but I think I heard that, like, years and years ago. Anyway. But... Hopefully our audience grows by the time this happens, because I just, um, um, hopefully, hopefully I'm not, like, shooting myself in the foot here, but I just introduced this podcast to one of my, to one of my new friends, so, oh. um, yeah, uh, hopefully you're listening to this, um, hi, um, um, Judas, and <laughs> I'm not gonna say your name, uh, but you know the reference, <laughs> you know that, that's you I'm talking about, hi, Judas, how are you doing, and yes, I did indeed enjoy my last supper, <laughs> but anyway, okay, we're not here to talk about shows before and it's not a seal award is a good actress she's like wow like uh, sisters was like her best show oh my gosh oh seal award and yes yes i do agree that character was not just something about every time she showed up like the whole she didn't show up that much but every time she did like the whole episode felt off somehow and i can't even explain it but it's just like like she was in like a different show. Like her whole like every time she showed up, like it just I can't even fully explain. Just every time she showed up, like it sucked the life out of a house episode. And I don't it wasn't I don't think it was the actress. I think it was just something about yeah. the character that was so great. I think it was maybe because she didn't work in the hospital. Maybe that was it. Because all the house's other love interest worked in the hospital. And then, like, she would come in and just randomly show up, and like, just Stacy all over the place, and it was real Stacey annoying. Has got it going on. Okay. Yeah, and so I just did not like Stacy at all. Stacy Warner is apparently her name. Stacy with no E. You know, unlike well, Stacy McGill. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, wow. But yeah, yeah she was Stacey. just annoying. I just every time Stacy showed up, and then in. The last episode of House they had, he had a hallucination of Stacy with a baby. He's like, we could have had this baby, baby together. Stacy baby. Like, 
And I'm like, Stacey, no. baby. I'm like, please don't. If you do all this, then you go back to Stacy. Nope. 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 It was, it was Wilson. 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 Stacy, baby. <laughs> so my number three. No, was no. Actually, the real, the real, the real twist ending there would be like, all right, Stacy has the baby, but then house goes with Wilson anyway and takes <laughs> Stacy baby with. <laughs> Just picks up the baby's like, oh, well. So I, oh, I'm unhappy. Wilson, we need to ride our motorcycles down down the street. Stacy's baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, so, yeah, freaking Stacy. She just, I don't know. I just wasn't about it. Like, every time she showed up, it just was killed the vibe. Killed the I vibe. Immediately killed. Um, and <laughs> speaking of killing vibes, my number three. It's from Euphoria. Ooh. Yes. I'm intrigued now. A show I've seen. All right. Yes. Uh, and you will immediately know who the hell this character is. Fuck this character, Nate Jacobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> fuck him. Yes. Fuck. Fuck. Yes. Fuck and him. his dad. Fuck and his dad. Oh, his yeah. Dad. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck Nate Jacobs. Fuck his dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now, okay. So this has now become a... Two bar, a, two, a double, a double whammy. Nate Jacobs and uh, Mr. Jacobs. Woo! They, excuse me, they annoy me for very realistic reasons. Mm. All right, let this me. That's timely. I feel like this is. It's, it's a very timely annoying. Yes, it is. Um, because let's uh, let's start okay and you can you can help me you can help me out with this since we, we both watched yeah, before you it's been a little bit but... let's, let's pull let's let's pull up the let's pull up the uh the memories with the with euphoria all right freaking nate well he was dating um what's her name okay uh, i forgot her name um, mandy mandy is dating mandy the relationship was abusive mm-hmm. um he choked her out choked her out he would hit her oh yes that was mm. Hard scenes to watch. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we got Nate, uh, you got um, Jules. Uh, Jules is a, um, a a trans woman character. Um, though, spoiler alert, that might change. I'm not sure. Um, oh, really? Yeah, um, but I don't want to. Oh, I don't, okay. I, I'm not even 100% sure if that's the case. Um, watch the uh, second Euphoria special. I think that's what, oh, that okay. answers all your questions. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they, came, they came out like late last year. The first one, and the Ooh. second one came out. Oh, um, okay. So, um, Jules is with, uh, Zendaya's character, Rue, um, mm-hmm. is with Zendaya's character, Rue, but she's also, um, Rue. she's also, she also is texting somebody and is kind of like falling in love with this character, um, who turns out to be Nate. Oh, now in the carnival episode, that fucking well, carnival. You missed out that also that Jules like got lured to like it was like the house of the the dad mm-hmm. for sex before. Like, well, uh, well, I, well, wait, 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 wasn't? Well, wait, is it, wasn't it? Wasn't it lured? It wasn't lured, but I wasn't it kind of implied that Jules is a sex worker. Yeah, I'm trying to. Find, I think they like I met feel, online, but I think just yeah, I, yeah. due to Jules's age, and like it was. It yeah, was I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not even, not, not saying that, not saying yeah. that like Jules deserved it, but I feel like that there was more. It was more of like, uh, 
Yeah, I feel like there was like I feel like it was more it was more for a transaction purpose, and then it kind of, and then it got weird afterwards. Yeah, uh, I think like, I had poor choice of words. I think it yeah. was like I just mean from um like that she was like kind of targeted despite her age by yeah. the dad whose name I can't think of. But yeah, that was. Before... I was calling Mister Jacobs because we don't we don't we don't <laughs> recognize. In fact, I barely recognize Nate's first name. No. But, um, fuck Nate. Um, that was early on in the season, was that, that whole thing. And then, I don't think, then it was, took a while before they revealed that that was Nate's dad. Yeah, so it was the carnival, so the carnival mm-hmm. episode, um, is, like, Jules has revealed that Nate is the person that she has been texting. And I think Nate, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Nate, I think Nate wanted to expose her in some way, but I'm forgetting how. Yeah, well, because because Joel said Nate naked pictures at Nate's urging. Oh, right, so the sex he thing. Said yeah, he was gonna like submit them as like child porn, and that because oh, Jules was right. trans, that they were gonna look at her as being at. Fault. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. I think that's what the, the exact reason why this character annoyed the hell out of me for very realistic reasons because he he will use the system for him. <laughs> Another example of using the system for him. Is the the whole domestic abuse story, which uh, with um wow why am I forgetting Mandy, this? Mandy, I with think. Ma- with Mandy, um, not only so when we found out when the when the family found out that when Mandy's family found out that uh that the Mandy was being abused I think by it is Mandy and not Mandy right hold on, let me let me look I think it was Mandy I I don't think it was Mandy uh, let me let me just check real quick just because Maddie. Maddie, Maddie, <laughs> Maddie. Okay. Sorry. All right. It, it's been, it's look, look. It's been a while. Look. That, look I, I just look. I need to that, that that goes to show me that I need to watch this series again because it's so good. Um. But anyway. Um. So Maddie's family finds out about uh about the abuse, and they immediately are like, "All right, we're taking this shit to the police and that sort of thing." Like this, like like we're like like we're putting a restraining order. Like like the family does the entire the right thing, but. Because of the toxicity of their relationship, Man- Mandy and Nate see each other anyway at a hotel. Like, they, they go behind the back, they break the order, and they see each other, they, they see each other while, you know, while there's a protection, from what I understand. And what, what, what also complicates matters that, like, Nate is, like, real rich and white. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whereas Maddie is, um, like, well, her family is, uh, like working class Lat- Latina, um, I forget mm-hmm. which. I think forget which heritage she's from, but maybe Mexican, maybe, um, or like I don't remember. Okay, um, but so she, they are more you know working class, mm-hmm. and um, you know I'm just thinking about work because it bother me. Um, and then I also remember like in her, um, so every episode of Euphoria um, has a at least from se- in season one. Uh, except for the two specials at the end, um, there's each character's backstory is um, is um, is um, told in from is told for, uh, from Rue's perspective. I forgot why Rue tells the tells the story of every character. Um, it sometimes comes off as a little weird that Rue is telling every everybody's story. Um, including characters that she might not be as close to, but that's aside from the point. Um, 
I remember, like, this weird scene where, like, she's sitting on the edge, or uh, Mandy's sitting on the edge of the bed, and she, and, and she reveals to Nick that uh, she's a virgin. And it was just, it was so creepy. Like, the, never mind the fact that the concept of virginity creeps me the fuck out anyway, um, as a grown-ass adult, like, that, that, mm, that, Virginity just creeps me out. Not saying that like anybody who's a virgin shouldn't be a virgin, but it's, but the, it's just weird. It's just weird. The, just virtue and, and virginity just creeps me out. Um, but on top of that, um, the way that he kind of looks at her, he's like, "Oh, you're a virgin. I didn't know." Like, like, like just the way that he talked, and, like it was really creepy. Like, I didn't expect this hot girl to be a virgin. Like that was the literal subtext of it and it's gross uh nate's gross not 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 maddie but rate uh what rate rate who's rate rate let's call rate rate's gross um (laughs) nate's gross like he's just a gross character um i forgot how his arc ends in uh euphoria um i just hate this character so much noise the fuck out of me and i don't even know why he's three because they're well no actually i there's three because there's, he's three because there's two more more annoying characters. Fuck Nate. Fuck him. Fuck him to death. Fuck. 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 Uh, shout out to uh, your internet mom Ash, um, who uh, because I yes, a YouTube channel called Your Internet Mom Ash. She reviewed every single. She like looked at every. She was like kind of um, um, reacting to every single episode of Euphoria, and that's where the fuck Nate came from. I will add the. I will add the points to your fucking eight counter because that's how much I hate this character. Yeah, I looked up. I couldn't find uh, Maddie's heritage, but her she's um, second generation um, American. It seems like uh, her parents are from a Latin American country um, or Central American country, and it, it seems like that's implied just based on what we've kind of seen so far. And whereas Maddie is very much more, she wants to be kind of like the Americanized kind of ideal. And so that's mm-hmm. another thing is too is because her parents were working class. Like I think her mom works as like a maid, and her her dad I forget what he does, but they are both working class. Whereas she sees Nate, and she wants to be like attached to this rich guy because mm-hmm. she wants to like be this sort of Americanized. And it seems, it's kind of implied that she's, like, almost maybe a little ashamed of her parents because they're working yeah. class. Um, so that's another thing that's at play, too, is that it's not only just the relationship with Nate, but all the kind of, I guess, Nate represents to her. That's kind of her opportunity to be, you know, attached to, like, rich and powerful and, like, move into mm-hmm. another station. So that's another. And Nate exploits that with Maddie. He, mm-hmm. and just like, he exploits Jules. Yes, like... And then the the father is trash because um he uh because he uh, he has CP. You don't know what CP is. Look, we're explicit. But we're not that explicit. Um, look up why people have to abbreviate things on YouTube, and you might find find out what CP means. Ugh. Also, the implication that he uh that you know they slept with Jules will probably also give you the answer. So make it that and as you will. Like 16, Fuck so. the Jacobs family. Yes, oh, yeah, they're a whole bunch of sketchy. Fuck the Jacobs family. They are sketch from... Fuck Ray, fuck Mr. Jacobs. Not like that. 
Anyway, let's I mean, talk. throw them off the parapet. Let, do that. Hey, let's not talk about the creepers. Ooh, hate it. Uh, hate. 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 Go take a shower. Hate. Ooh, hate. Uh, Number two. Number two. Well, that's a hard act to follow. This character hasn't done anything nearly as bad as the... I feel almost kind of bad about putting this character in my number two slot after um, the Jacobses. So I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying that this character is in no way like Nate or the other Jacobs. This character, to my knowledge, has not done anything illegal or at least you know, far and above, like, anything pretty minor. Um, this character, he's, he's not a bad person, I would say, you know. Um, but he is so fucking annoying. <laughs> I can't, okay, let's, let's talk about somebody who ruined a show. What's the show that they ruined? Well, we're, we're about to, okay, so let me bring you guys back to... The year 2000. And the year 2000. <laughs> when a perfectly, the year 2000. R.I.P. Conan. With a perfectly good show. I mean, Conan the show, not not, not Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien's still very much alive, but the show Conan is dead. When a perfectly good show about a teenage daughter, her widower father, her little brother, and her stepmom. Oh, shit! I know it's exactly what show you're talking about. Decided... That, because the main actress had a brother in real life, that he needed to be on the show. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Just because that character is annoying. Well, no, no, actually, ooh, you know, he did make Kim Kardashian kind of famous, so what's this? But now let, me, let me do, let me, let me, let me not comment on that. <laughs> let me say for a moment, and this show... This is the late 90s, early 2000s sitcom, Moesha. Mo to the, eat to the, mo to the, eat to the. <laughs> oh my god, still in my, it's in my head now. Oh. Really? But, but really, because that, because that, because if it weren't, because that, because if it weren't for that show, I wouldn't have came up with the part. Hey, hey, because it's because. The Parkers, the better show. <laughs> yes, park. man, we just need we just need to convert this entire show to a Parkers rewatch podcast. <laughs> now, before I go okay, into this rant, should. I want to say that um, Ray J plays Dorian, who is my pick for number two. And Ray J, he sings great. Um, he's probably actually even a good actor. And um, the Raycons, the Raycons, we love Raycons. If Raycons would like to sponsor us, that would be delightful. I bought Raycons and I use them all the time. I, they I, don't even leave your ears. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Raycons. I'm all about. They're very. They stay charged for. I watched too many YouTube videos. <laughs> they stay charged for a long time so that you can listen to music instead of listening to Dorian on Moish. But yeah, this, this is not a fault of the actor. Um, if you want to hear something really cool. The Brandy and Ray J cover of Another Day in Paradise, I actually like even more than the original. Um, so that's Who sings Another Day in Paradise? Folk Collins. Huh. Because yeah, their version is like Interesting. A more we'll, that, we'll put a pin on your love for Phil Collins and, and talk about that in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do rather love Phil Collins, but I have to say, um, I like Another Day in Paradise, the original, but I like the Brandy and Ray J version even a little bit more. Just because it's like they picked up the tempo a little bit, and oof, it's chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Um, but that all being said, so this is, if Ray J, if you're listening, I'm just going to apologize. But this K 
Yeah, we have like a weird uh, potential listenership now that we can't really think about it. (laughs) Anyway. uh, But so, let me tell you about it. So, Moesha, if you haven't seen it, is, you know, a sitcom about a teenager, Moesha, she starts, she's 16. Moesha Mitchell, an alliterative. Moisha Denise Mitchell. <laughs> oh, well, that's not illiterate. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's 16 when the show starts, and she lives with her little brother, Miles, who I think is like eight when the show Miles starts. Mitchell. Yeah, I don't know what his middle name is. Probably, it's Miles Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Monroe Mitchell. <laughs> yes. And, we stand illiterates. <laughs> and their dad, friend and their stepmom, Dee. Um, and in the early seasons, a lot of it was about Moesha trying to get along with Dee and kind of like navigating Getting in trouble. That, that, yeah, Thinking she's married to her. Yeah, oh my gosh, she treats her friends like crap. Like, and like, that's why Kim <laughs> left the show. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Moesha, and Moesha, it was not ever a flawless show because that, I watched this show a lot when I was a kid and I really liked it. Rewatching it as an adult, I realized that. Moesha is a spoiled brat who treats Moesha's her friends badly. annoying. Moesha's treats her friends an- annoying. Oh, but I feel like we need. I feel like we need to just convert this podcast away. Moesha and the Parker's podcast. <laughs> but Mo is Mo. Mo can be annoying, but Mo is generally, you know, tolerable. You know, she get annoyed at her, but most of the time, by the end of the episode, she's learned that she was annoying. She's learned her lesson, and she, and she, yeah, she will take that Jeep and drive it because <laughs> she's a rich black woman. Mo <laughs> yeah, has so much damn money. Like, she's, oh my gosh. Mo money, Mo problems. problems. <laughs> anyway, Dorian. Let's talk about Dorian. So in season five of Moesha, in the first episode, which, and I'm guessing this came apart because, as we were mentioned earlier, the, the transition to college. In season five, um, Moesha went to college, and uh, Kim, who is one of Moesha's best friends, left the show to be on the Parkers, which I agree is, so far, a superior show. Um, because Kim was my favorite part of Moesha. I love Kim so much. I also love Stevie, and I love Kim and Stevie's friendship, and I love Nikki. I don't know. I oh, Monique. Yeah. That, uh, you know, we saw Precious, so... Yeah, she's she such... Yes, yeah, fuck. Oh, my gosh. Woo! But anyway, we're not here to talk about the part. But anyway, we're here oh, no. to talk about goddamn Dorian Long. <sighs> All right, so in, at the beginning of season five, um, they randomly introduced Ray J, Brandy's real-life brother. Hey, y'all, like, I'm Ray J. I am now on Moesha. And Ray J was in another episode as himself at one point when... The, the, the name of the episode was Moesha Meets Brandy, and she also met Ray J. Anyway, but I guess, I don't know, he got a taste for being on the show, and he was like, write me in, or whatever. I don't Put know. Put me in, coach. Yeah, I, I'm ready to play. I don't know who decided that. Okay, so, now, mind you, over the first four seasons, we met a lot of Moesha's family. We met her Uncle Bernie. Mainly we met Sanders? her Uncle Bernie. I think Sanders? We, yeah. <laughs> And I think we met her grandparents on her father's side. I think we have not met two. I'm in near the end of season five right now. Um, in my watch, we haven't met. Um, so far we have not met any of the family on her mother's side. If there are any family on her mother's side, but we've met like a lot of the family on her father's side. But and as far as I recall, I don't remember her father ever having 
character named Sandy, and they're like, yeah, because I think there was something about where Bernie was going to get married to Andell, and but this sister wasn't there. Anyway, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, but, okay, but, so there's like, oh, this is uh, Aunt Sandy, and Aunt Sandy has a son named Dorian, and Dorian is coming, no, he ran away from home, and then Aunt Sandy decided to just let Frankenby keep him. Sure, we'll keep him. <laughs> <laughs> and so he comes there, and he's like, I don't know, he's running away from his mom or whatever, and then his mom is like, well, you need a man to, like, like, I don't know, put you in line or whatever. Uh, okay, fair enough, whatever. whatever. Okay. And that's that's the, uh, the, the conceit for putting Dorian in the first place. And now I will give, trying to give the showrunners, like, a, maybe a little bit of credit. I, I guess the idea must have been that they, in order to keep the high school vibe going, they needed a teenager on the show because Moesha was going to college. So they brought in... Dorian, who's, I guess, like, 16, I think. He's 16, 17. He's yeah, high school age. Oh, my God. So, Dorian, within the first couple episodes of his appearance, proves himself to be the most annoying pain in the ass on the entire show. And this is a show in which Moesha and Miles have both been big old pain in the asses for most of the show. But Miles Where's just went because he's cute. He's cute. <laughs> Wait, what? Where's where's Dorian? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know where Dorian is. <laughs> uh, Dor yeah, so like there's this whole thing where like he just I don't know he's gonna come live with the Mitchells for I don't know, reasons because he's a douche wherever he lived before. I don't know, like I don't think they ever. I, I think say he lived in like Sacramento before or something like that. I don't know. I don't even know how he got to L.A. from wherever he lived before. Anyway, he's just he's there for some reason. He took a long, <laughs> long bus ride. He took a long trolley ride to LA. So I think you can. I feel like I'm trying to remember where. I think it was like Sacramento. He's supposed to live, but like I think that's you fly from Sacramento to LA. I think because Sacramento's like north of. I could he took a he, long bus from Sacramento. Just, and nobody noticed he was gone. They're just glad to be rid of him because he's so annoying. <laughs> anyway, so Dorian. Let me tell you more about Dorian. So Dorian. For the next maybe. 15 episodes. Well, 14 episodes. So I think so this thing is going to happen in season, episode 15, I believe. It, uh, for these 14 episodes, Dorian is a big old pain in the ass. He's always in trouble. And he whines all the time. Like, there was this time when he was breaking up a fight, but Dee thought he was in the fight, and Dee punished him for being in the fight, even though, like, he wasn't the next in the fight. This dude wine even though he's always in trouble so he's like oh this is the one time i wasn't in trouble uncle frank and auntie you just don't trust me and he's like well you just don't love me and, I, and i'm like yeah no nobody loves you dorian go away like go so away annoying. go away roger he's like go home roger like especially when you think about like how um mo was in the early season like mo was annoying but mo was always trying to get a job though dorian i Dorian is never going to get no job. He just sits around, mm -mm. complains, complains mm -mm. all the time. And he has these, like, boring, annoying friends, one of whom is named Nice. And I don't remember, I have not committed the, these other losers' names to memory. But they are just, they have no personality. They only show up to be, like, the crew or whatever of... Dorian, because he just, like, is the leader of this little group, and they just show up, and they're like, yeah, Dorian. Oh, they call him D-Money. 
Oh like, God! There's a candy bunny and like, no way! <laughs> <laughs> Dancing, and then like all the characters appear behind her. So like that's what I was picturing with Dorian. <laughs> and Dorian is just so annoying. Like again, like his friends are annoying. They don't have distinct personalities. Other than I just remember one of them is named Nice, apparently. Um, nice, nice. <laughs> and they have like yeah, they have no personality. They just show up to like I don't know, mm. hang out with Dorian because I don't know if somebody wants to Eat do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why anyone wants to hang out with Dorian because he's annoying. Anyway, so then, um, anyway, so then, uh, this, this other aunt, Aunt Hattie, who we never met before either, shows up to, like, some kind of event at the house. Like, it's so contrived. And, and, and he looks at, she looks at Dorian and is like, hello, Miles. <laughs> you got tall. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank's like, no, no, Aunt Hattie, that's, uh, <laughs> he didn't say it like that. He goes, no, Aunt Hattie, that, <laughs> that's Dorian. And then Aunt Hattie goes, oh, so you brought your son home, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and then Miles looks up and goes, you went married to Aunt Sandy? <laughs> Which would have made it a different kind of show. Into the Sesta. <laughs> Every morning. Oh my god, my life sucks. Oh my gosh. Cancel the show. UPN, get me off of this channel. Yeah, like oh, look, look, look. I haven't put look, I haven't had a hit. I haven't had a hit since sitting on top of the world. Get, let me, get me back to the studio, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moesha is not that kind of show. So uh, he was not married to Aunt Sandy, which we are all very glad about. Um, Sandy, Dandy, something. <laughs> but they did um decide to basically destroy Frank's character in a completely different way by coming up with all of this bullcrap about that. So, follow me here with this bullcrappery of this timeline that makes no sense. As a soap opera watcher, I will try. <laughs> so, okay, so Frank and Marguerite were on a break. It was, oh, we're on a break! We're on a break! Marguerite is Moesha and Miles' is mom. So, and then... Marguerite <laughs> Mitchell. <laughs> Marguerite Mitchell. And then Frank went and tapped some other chick. We don't know her name because that's not That important. was the sound of them tapping. Because <laughs> apparently that's not important. She gets pregnant with Dorian. And then is like, I don't want this baby. I don't want this baby. Get and like gives the kid to Frank. And then Marguerite says... No, you can't bring that kid into our house. I don't. I ain't him. letting that stray, stray kid in my house. Give him to somebody else. And then Aunt Sandy's like, for some reason, I want this. 
Child, look, been, look, I can't have kids. Let me take this stuff. <laughs> like if they said she couldn't have kids, I would have I would have bought it. I would have been like, you know what, that makes sense. But this whole weird thing about that Dorian's mom doesn't want him and that Marguerite says no and stuff like that. Like that that's like it's way too like convenient for it. And then Aunt Sandy raises him and like just like tells him that like his father ran away on her or something like that. Or like that I don't know what she tells Didn't him. like the show like turn into like a weird like dramedy-ish Yes, because then... After that point. Yeah, at least so far. I watched about three or four episodes after the Dorian reveal, and it's like the sad music, and then Frank being like, I'm sorry, Pumpkin. I didn't mean to lie. And Moesha being like, you cheated on my mother. But then here's the other thing, though, that makes me annoyed, is that in order to make Frank look better, first of all, they destroyed Frank's character. Which Frank was annoying sometimes, too, but mm-hmm. they... Frank was always an upstanding guy, and now suddenly they're like, yeah, he's got a stray baby for reasons that make no sense. Um, so they, like, destroyed his whole character. They made him cheat on his dead wife, and then they, they in order to bring Frank up, they tore Marguerite down, because they're like, Marguerite's like, yeah, I don't you, she said that if, um, I brought that baby home, that she'd leave me. But why, though? Like, I mean, because if the, if the mom isn't gonna... Reason like why can't you just say that your kid or what? I don't know. I guess it'd be a mad about I don't know, yeah, be mad wow. or whatever. I guess maybe the miles wouldn't exist. I guess I don't know. But I don't know, but whatever. Uh, so they the, the Parkers was on the Parkers was on around this time, right? <laughs> yes, this so everybody movie. turns to the Parkers. <laughs> and then Oh, and, and then on top of that, um so I was watching some like behind the scenes stuff with like Moesha. The character of D is is not long for the show. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert! Because uh, uh, the act, because Cheryl Lee Ralph was like, "This no, this this makes no sense. I'm leaving the show." So I think the next season she will be not an official cast member, or will at least be an official cast member for the first half, or maybe she will be leaving soon. I don't know. She's, she's like, not she's here. not long for the show. Is what I'm trying to say. I can't blame her because it was so contrived and like they like, didn't make any sense and then it was just like yeah he's your brother and I'm like and then Dorian just complains still all the time he's like I can't believe you didn't tell me uh Frank sucks uh stuff and then I'm like oh my god no Dorian shut up like I mean mm-hmm. I get that he's mad or whatever but like th- there's like bigger things in the world than like uncle is your dad. <laughs> I mean, uncle daddy. Uncle daddy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird, but it's like, but he, he really gilds the lily with it, and it becomes the Dorian angsting show, and I'm like, he was annoying already. Angst of the Dorian. <laughs> Dorian's just like angsting. When, and then, you know, going around calling himself D-Money. And then like... <laughs> alright, 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 alright. I need to address the D-Money situation. <laughs> um... The only, the person who I called out a little earlier, his name is, begins with the letter D. I, <laughs> at the, at the, uh, at the, at the place I used to work at, uh, temporarily, um, <laughs> I sent him a, um, I, so I sent my, my friend a, uh, like a little meme and, and, uh, uh that's, uh, from the grassy was like this one scene where, um, uh, so Snake had a bachelor party, um, <laughs> <laughs> Snake had a bachelor party, and and he was like, uh, to um, Mr. Radich, somehow Mr. Radich gets invited, and he said, okay, Mr. Radich, and Mr. Radich was like, oh god, what was his first name? What was Mr. Radich's first name? 
I think it's Rick rather, whoever, whoever, I don't even know if his name is Rick. Uh, it's Rick tonight. Or, so, I, 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 don't even think his, I, don't even, I don't even think his name is Rick because there was another character named Rick on the show. And he's just like, and like, Snake just looks at, like, like, okay, like, alright, I, I, I don't even know how I invited you, but, yeah. So, I took those screenshots, and I, <laughs> I replaced it with, right, name of, uh, name of friend, and then it's D money tonight. <laughs> and then it's just okay. All right. <laughs> D money. So, yes, I didn't even know the D money came from Moesha. I just <laughs> thought of the the person's name begins with the letter D. And I just I just thought of the whitest maybe <laughs> the whitest rat name ever and I hyphenated it. So, yeah, Dorian is now annoying me for that reason too cuz that could be that's wow d money mm. Wait, i'm sure that's will, basic too <laughs> i'm sure we will find other ways in which dorian is annoying in the to rest be of the show but so far he has gotten off my whole nerves because there'll be like 10 minutes of whatever moesha is doing and then the next uh freaking 12 minutes of the episode will be where's poochie <laughs> he'll be like oh that's d money angsting again oh my god i'm like i guess they must have looked at him and they're like there's no way that you would keep this kid in your house if he was only your nephew because he is so annoying that, like, you have to have biological bonds that run deep to this child to not mm -mm, kick him out on the spot. We ain't doing that. Yeah. I mean, they... Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, the, the easiest way they could have just kept him on the show was just, like... Like, could have just... They could have just killed off the, the caregiver. That's it. Like, that's all you needed to do. Yes, it would have uh, been... Um, yes, it would have been dramatic as well. But at least it wouldn't have been as contrived. Oh, yeah, like, kill off his mom and then have, like, like Frank takes him in? Yeah. Like, that, 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 that would have that. been the most easiest thing you could do. Like, just kill off the parent. Like, kill off the parent, and then that's how you keep him on the show. Bada bing, bada boom. They, that's, another thing is that with the whole, like, they keep talking, they're like, oh, Dorian's mom didn't want to raise him. And then they're like, Dorian's angsting all about Frank, but he doesn't ask, like, who's his mom? Like, I, that's what I would want to know. It's like, I okay, want to know that's too, my, yeah. Oh, like, my mom? Like, I got questions. But he doesn't, he's just like, my mom didn't want me. And I'm you got like, questions, well, you got answers. Well, we know what you are there. Go find I got mom. questions, you got answers. <laughs> it seems like the, uh, the clear thing they do with there would be, like, if they had me... Like, Dorian's mom died, then, I mean, yeah. it was apparently, I mean, they, they already killed off Boisha's mother. Like, it's not like they're, they're not going to do it. <laughs> so, I mean. Mo to the dead Isha. Uh, mom, dead. I don't know. Oh, yes. except for it's you. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, you know, Kim's got both her parents. They just, her father only shows up on a special. special ah, such a good show. Mel, I like Mel Parker. He's wow. Anyway, but so, yeah, that's D money. <laughs> And how uh, he is, like, uh -uh. ruining Moesha because he's so annoying. Wow, I just realized I don't have any sitcom characters, but I'm not even going to change my list because this Number next two, person... I'm ready. Because this next person... Because this next person is so annoying that the show is better off with... Uh, because of the uh, because of the uh, supporting characters and not the main character. You know who I'm talking about. Piper from Orange is New Black. Oh, God! Oh, I didn't even think of her, but oh, my yes. God, you're so right! Yes. You're so let's right. Let's talk about Piper Kerman. Yes, let's... In fact, just, let's not. Number oh, one, no, just no, kidding. No, <laughs> okay, no, anyway. Piper Chapman. Piper Kerman is the woman who wrote the thing. Wow! Piper Chapman is the cat. Okay, so... Let's not insult 
apologies to Piper Kermit, but you know what that means? You know what that tells me? That Piper Kermit, the, 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 the adaptation of the of Piper Kermit's book, Orange is the New Black, does does the char- does the real life person injustice because yes, of how annoying so the character of Piper Chapman is. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, Piper Kermit. If you're listening to this, you have we have a weird li- listenership. If we're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Ray our- J's there. You Ray can- J's there. My friends here. Um, you know, we got um, uh, who, like who else would do we shout out this episode? Wow, too many people. Oh, that that lady who played um, Seal Award. We yeah, shout Seal out the Seal Award. Um, uh, we um, look. Uh, I hope Elizabeth Lerner doesn't. Uh, who plays Tara doesn't hear listen to this. In fact, nobody on this list should listen to this. <laughs> Especially number one, who I am going to get to after Piper Chapman. Um, oh my also, God, uh, so Google. Um, literally had, uh, what's the actress's name who plays her? I can't think of her name. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Taylor. Taylor Schilling. Taylor Schilling. Taylor Schilling was under as Piper Carmen, so that, and, and look, the character's so annoying that I couldn't even bother to just look deeper and find out that the character said it was not Carmen, it was Chapman. So, (laughs) anyway, um, let's start at the beginning. (laughs) Oh, God, yes, let's. Oh, my God, yes. Piper Chapman. Gets is this privileged white person? Oh my god! Yeah, that's the end of the story. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and she had like a drug. Like she was like she she had like a relationship with a woman. Oh god, what's her name? Alex so, Voss. Alex Voss. 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 Wow. Alex Voss. Played uh, by, played Laura, by Prepon. Laura Prepon from Hanging Out. Boom. <laughs> that show. Uh, that show. Um, <laughs> that's a show. Um, and because of like, I, I'm, 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 the details are sketchy AF that I believe it's because something happened that instead of her being, getting off for this crime that she was put that they were both put into jail. Can you remind me or filibuster yes. um, less so I can look yeah. this up? Basically, Alex got arrested. Um, mm-hmm. and then... In order to get, like, I think it was, like, a lesser sentence, Alex squealed on everyone who was her co-conspirator, and so she named Piper because Piper had transported a bag of money uh, for her, like, to some other country. So, basically, um, Alex snitched on Piper, and even though it was, like, ten years before, Mm -hmm. because of the statute of limitations, they went and got Piper because Alex snitched on her. Yeah. And as we know, snitches wear britches. Snitches get snitches. Yes, yes, she does. All right. Uh, got it. All right. So, the entirety of the first season just focuses on like the uh, focuses on like Piper going to prison, uh, meeting a bunch of characters, including um, we're all far more interesting than her. Yes, exactly. Like, look, we're, I'm going to list a, a number. I'm going to list all these characters. Uh, Porn Stash, who is probably one of my least favorite characters on the ah. show, aside from Piper, but is still a more interesting character because <laughs> he is a villain. We got Red. Um, Red. Shout out to Kate Mulgrew, who is not only a Star Trek uh, captain, but is a soap opera vet. Um, we got Crazy Eyes. Love Uzo uh, uh, Aduba. I love her. Oh, I love uh, her. Nikki. Nikki Nichols. Uh, oh, Natasha Leone from... 
but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was movie. a good movie. That was such a good movie. It is free on YouTube. Get on that. It is free okay, on YouTube. Free movie on YouTube. I highly recommend, but I am not a cheerleader. But I am a cheerleader. Uh, Miss Claudette. Oh, uh, Miss Claudette. Look at all these characters. Oh, man. We got Pentatake! Pentatake! Oh, wait like a Taryn Manning. Taryn Manning. Um, wow, I can't I, I can't find um probably the most famous character from this show. Um, oh god, we're oh god, I can't I can't find her. Um the actress's name like comes up, like like the actress's name name, but I can't think of I can't think of the character because it's not coming up. The hairdresser who is trans. Oh, um Sophia. Sophia. Played right. by Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox, the most famous, probably the most famous out of all of these, like, coming out of, like, all of the, all, like, this entire cast. Uh, she's they a promising young woman. Are, fun like, a phenomenal cast. Like, it, it, and I would even say including Taylor Schilling. Taylor Schilling is phenomenal in the show. Her character is just really Her character is just trash, trash, <laughs> trash, heapy, heapy, trash, trash. Goddamn fucking trash. You even got freaking Patty Mayonnaise as Yoga <laughs> Shulman, uh, who is Patty Mayonnaise in both Dugs, um, as Yoko Jones. Like, you got, like, a phenomenal number of characters. Do you uh, think let me just give a shout-out to my other favorite besides Pentucky, Tasty! Tasty! Played by Danielle somebody. Oh, man. No, Danielle no, the somebody. name. Oh, my God. The, yeah. And, um, of course, uh, Pusey. Uh, oh, yes, Pusey! Oof, yes. Who uh. then ended up on Handmaid's Tale. Yes. As Moira. Nice. Now, um, I've never seen Handmaid's Tale, so that's why I gave, like, that kind of, like, reaction. <laughs> um, because everybody would just constantly reference it during, uh, for, for the past four years, and I'm just like, I don't even want to watch this, because now you're making, now you're making me not want to watch it. Anyway, aside from the, that, that, oh, that's... Although, let me just, I'm just gonna put in a little side bet. The Handmaid's Tale is also a show in which probably everybody is more interesting than the main character. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got a pretty annoying main character who gets away with everything. But anyway, but sorry, continue. So, I would even say that like her family is equally annoying. So that kind oh, of Beyonce. Oh my gosh! For, uh, like, now I love Jason Biggs. Like, but like I said, like I like I said, is annoying. Like I said, like I said about Kate Mulgrew. A veteran of soap opera, so I have to have respect for Mr. Biggs there. Uh, American Pie is probably one of my favorite movies uh, that I secretly watch at like 3 a.m. And, um, <laughs> but, okay. Mm. Let's talk about, like, how entitled both him and uh, Piper are. Yes, like, let's. Mm. Let's talk about how, like, he's, how, like, he's, like, okay, so let's, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get to, um, we'll get to uh, Larry first. I think that's what his name is, right, yes. Larry? Look at to Larry first. Um, he just—he he come from a family of Larrys, so I'm very annoyed. Oh right, right. I forgot about that. Uh, so, um, <laughs> disgrace to the name. Disgrace upon your houses. Anyway, uh, so he's just like, oh, you shouldn't have gone to jail, and you, and I'm Not gonna chill. I'm gonna cheat on you because with your best friend. With your best friend, because I'm just gonna be an annoying character. But then you know, they just vanishes because, and I'm like, bye, bitch. Um, <laughs> and then like Piper is just like, 
Oh, I want to go home. I don't like it here. I don't like this trail. It's like it's prison. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I need like a better room. I don't like these roommates. I don't like these women. I can't be a lesbian here. Wait a minute. Maybe I can be a lesbian here, but I also am engaged. And eh. and then you go to like the and then you go to the other characters, and it's just like. I have real issues. Look, I'm a trans woman in prison. I can't get my medicine. Like all of these, like in, in phenomenal issues. Um, like uh, like Daya, like Casey like... grew up in a group home. Like all this stuff. Uh, Daya and her mom are in the prison together, mm-hmm. which is like a awesome dynamic. You have um, like um, Red and Daya near the end though. And yeah. Oh, they, uh, they, they Daya wrong. You have Red. Um, oh. Essentially, being like uh, somebody who works in the prison, like work, like who's a worker in the prison, and they're not like treating her right. Yeah, and like she's... all of these <laughs> compelling characters, like like a uh, crazy guy is like a person who is mentally ill mm-hmm. and is obsessed with Piper. I don't know why, but whatever. Um, look, teach look. their own. Teach their own. Um, yeah, like you had, like you, yeah, has a lot of like drug use, has a lot of drug use. Ah, uh, Taryn Manning kills it. Um, in this, like, oh, y'all, but just need Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, like, that's a meme. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> and, oh, uh, like, it's, it's like, it, like, if you cut out the part that, the, the, the if you cut, cut out the eyes, cut out the eyes and ears of the show, who, the protagonist of the show, you'll get a way better show. <laughs> but, mm. Mm, I can't deal with Tara. Not, not Tara. Um, Piper. Um, wow, I was thinking of Tara Locke. Wow. Um, can't think of. Uh, can't can't deal with Piper. Like, and especially in season two when like she nearly like is released, but then like, for whatever reason, I'm guessing that um, Al- and even Alex is an interesting character too. Like, yeah. like, and she has good glasses. Oh, she. That's why I, I have. That's that's why I ha- that's why I love me my big glasses. Um, like she has amazing glasses, but I would even say that Alex maybe softens softens Piper a pinch because Alex is that awesome. But then Alex leaves at, in season two, from what I remember. Like she's she's gone for a, for for a while. I think because um. I think because Laura Prepon had like had to do yeah, another project. Like yeah, I think she had to do another project. So they cut. They essentially um, wrote Alex off by. I think she gets out, and in the process of getting out of Alex getting out, Piper is screwed over. <laughs> in the process. And yeah, it was something where like Alex had to testify in some other case, and like so she was able to get out. But then I think they brought Piper there to testify too. But then I think Piper didn't for some reason and then so then she went back to prison yeah because at first i remember that first episode season two like i like i think i was annoyed because not only because alex was leaving but also that the episode focused mostly on piper which that was a rough one but once you get past that episode the rest of the season's good like just just get past that like I don't even like. I would say maybe skip it. Maybe get maybe read a synopsis of it and then move on to the second episode of the first season. Also, it should also be known that halfway through the first, the second season of Orange Is the New Black, I lost uh, the ability to get Netflix. 
and I haven't picked up the series since then, and I blame it mostly on Piper. <laughs> if I can put a complaint about Orange is the New Black, which is a show that, uh, by and large, I liked, um, mm -hmm. but I would, there are few things that I find irritating about it. Number one is Piper. Piper. Is it okay if I spoil a little bit? Go I ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 I've watched, like, videos, like, video, uh, when, when the show ended in 2019, I, um, I just, I just was like looking at like video essays about the show, so I pretty much know most of the show, so especially the, that moment. So near the end, um, in the last season, they have Piper gets released, and they follow like Piper like trying to readjust to like everyday life, and it's so like annoying. Like she goes, like 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 I don't know, like she goes to work for her dad's company, and that's supposed to be like, oh, her life is so hard. And that sounds this, familiar. Yeah, it was, it was it's literally happened to the. Oh god. And like it's supposed uh, to be. Oh, let me get my honorable mention out. <laughs> that was supposed to be so hard, but like her life is still like really easy because, and it's not even entirely that that she's white, although it, it is easier because she's white, but mainly because her family is upper middle class. Because meanwhile, compare like even if let's not even compare her to, you know, characters of different races. Let's compare her to another white character, Pensataki, mm -hmm. who gets fucked over all the time. Mm -hmm. Pensataki gets no respect. Pensataki spent the whole first season with her dental issues being a joke in the series, which I didn't appreciate because bad teeth are a sign of poverty. Mm -hmm. um, two, uh, just Pensataki just got screwed over, like, the whole time. And then, spoiler, Pensataki dies to save Tasty <laughs> from killing herself, which they could have done something else. Just, I mean, I don't want Tasty uh, to kill herself. I love Tasty, but why, why are you going to I mean, I mean, look, no look, I mean, oh. Like, there's literally anything I mean, I, I, I get, I think, okay, so not even I get why they will kill off Pensilucky, but like, in the case of Tasty, like, Pusey died like the season before, so I think that probably. Not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say justifies. Like that is a logical reason, like why, um, you know, why Tasty would likely go into like a deep depression like that. Yeah. If that's if that was the case. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with the Tasty depression plotline, plot but I have an issue with them which using which would have been as... more which would have been more powerful if Tasty died because yeah. she was so upset over what happened with Pusey. Yeah, and same thing were like, oh, once she... They did basically the same thing as 13 Reasons Why I did with where Tyler was going to kill himself and they saw Bryce's dead body. Apparently, all we need to do is stop suicide is to see another dead person. That's oh, like, man. They're dead. Therefore, I shouldn't be dead. Yeah, that's, like, that's, not, that's not how it works, guys. Yeah. Basically, so, like, Tasty no, saw that Pennsylvania overdose, and she's like, you know what? I'm not going to kill myself now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, not going to overdose. I'm maybe, like, maybe I'll just live my life, you know. Maybe I'll get maybe I'll have a baby named Harpusay. No, like my after my friend. And then Tasty's still stuck in prison for life, and I'm like, what the fuck is this show? Piper yeah, and then even and then like even and Piper like, becomes a fucking lawyer. It's like what the fuck is this? Well, shit? first she's of all, how the fuck do you become a lawyer when you have a record? Like, because she's white and rich. Oh right, <laughs> duh. Uh, and then also, like, I'm but then, sorry, but I didn't tell you I'm white and rich. But then also, um, 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 wasn't there like a whole story where Tasty um got released? And then she tried to readjust, but wound up coming back. Yeah, that was in I think near the that end was, of season one. That was in the end of season. Yeah, I remember she that. like purposely got sent back into prison because she couldn't find like any housing and stuff on the. Yeah, market. like oh, that like 
But Piper, no problem for no Piper. No problem for Piper. Freaking Piper. And then the end is supposed to feel good because Piper became a goddamn Yeah, Piper's lawyer. a lawyer. Yay, we love Piper. We stand Piper. We stand Piper. We stand a success story. Um, hey, um, um, orange is the new black. I, I, I want, let me, let me get a little closer to this mic right here. Okay. Hey, um, I am a black woman and I was just following a bunch of characters. Um, let me get a little closer. Who are relatable to me. And, uh, maybe I don't want to see the success of a white woman, especially in 2019. Um, you know, maybe I didn't want to see that, you know, maybe, 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 maybe. Right. All right. Good. Yeah. Definitely. And not only that, but like a a rich, white, upper class white woman who spent the entire time making herself look better than everybody else. Whining, and crying. Whining, crying. I and see you whining woman, and crying. The whole reason she was in prison in the first place was because she wanted to be around Alex and have fun dealing drugs, not because she needed the money or anything. So just for her and own yeah, she wanted people. to like live her like lesbian. Not not that there's anything wrong with the lesbian lifestyle. Like I wish I had that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> but like it it it's, it was literally it's literally like just like this fantasy. Like oh man, like you know I Jet am saying. I am upset about like I am like upset about like my situation currently, and I am in, put in a new situation probably out of my <laughs> probably out of my um. You'll see who my honorable ma- my, one of my honorable mentions is. I literally did like look. You know if you've listened to this podcast, before, you know who it is. Um, <laughs> like um, oh my gosh! Like it's literally like oh man, but I'm bored. I want to make my life better, and I want to do bad things to make my life better. So like, oh my god, yeah. shut up! Like go away! Like, go away! Like, and there are m- millions of other characters literally in on the show that are better than. Her the end. <laughs> yeah, and then, okay, one one last Ooh. thing about Orange is the New Black, not about Piper per se, but about like the last season, is okay. So there were white characters and there were black characters, but they really dropped the ball with the Latino and Asian characters in the last season because they brought in this whole plot line about that the uh, prison company was going to also own a detention center that was, like, next to the prison, I guess. Uh. Um, and they brought in all these characters from other countries and then did nothing with these characters. It was basically they just wanted to seem like they wanted to prove a point. They had characters get deported, and then you never saw them again. Main cast members sometimes got deported. You never saw them again. Then this one lady, she was trying to walk from El Salvador, and they killed her off for no reason. Like... They wanted to prove that they cared about immigrants, but then they basically like were like, well, once you get deported, we don't care anymore. We're not going to follow you anymore. And it felt so empty. And they also like didn't really do anything with the couple of Asian characters who were on the show. They screwed up Daya, so they didn't really do anything with her in the last season. So they really, I'd say that they had relatable white characters and relatable black characters, yeah, characters, but their treatment of Latinos, and especially Asians, because the Asians were non-existent in the last season, were pretty questionable. And for a show that was, like, prided itself on being so diverse, that was really disappointing mm-hmm. to see. Yeah, and especially since, wasn't the, didn't the show end in 2019? And that was right before, well, oh no, other stuff had happened, like, um, but that was right before, like, um, 
the proverbial pimple of um, of uh, injustice popped in 2020. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the show is is uh, if people are going to look back at the show and see specifically season six uh, and, and maybe uh, and other seasons and see like how problematic some of this stuff is like this show. The only yeah. thing I could say is the animal, the yeah. animal. Trap, 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 trap till the cage is full. The cage is full. Day is new. And everybody's waiting, waiting on you. And you got time. Uh, I need that Regina Spector song in my life for a moment. To, uh, such a good song. Would you like to know who number one is? Number one. We're number one. Let me tell you, and I don't think you've seen this show, but... Let me tell you about a character who destroyed another show. So let me tell you about a little show that almost nobody watched, I don't think. But it was shot here in Philadelphia, starring David Morris and Andre Brower? 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 How do you say his last name? Brower? Brower? You know know the guy I'm talking about. Wait, hold on. The guy. no, no, keep keep going, oh. keep going with that. If you okay. want, oh, no, right. so it was shot in Philadelphia. You can see the gallery in some of the shots. Um, Tremaine? Wait, no, it's it's not Tremaine, is it? No, no, that was in New Orleans. Oh no, I thought so. Okay, but oh, I know which. Okay, I'm not gonna okay. say what show this. I, I remember. This I, okay. little show about like an ex police officer who becomes like a private detective with the help of his former partner, and I don't know, he does stuff. And rides around Philadelphia. This show is called Hack. Hack. I remember the promos. He's a yeah. They call it Hack because he's a cab driver slash uh, private detective. Anyway, R.I.P. the gallery. Yeah, the first now the fashion now the fashion district. Even though half the stuff is closed all the time. Anyway, well, we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) I keep waiting for that Chickie and Pete's to be open, but it never is when I'm there. The Cinnabon, the Cinnabon remains, and I like that Cinnabon. Anyway, yeah, no, so um, I, I'll I'll put it in right now. So um, literally, so once, yeah, um, oh, it, it literally is because um, uh, uh, regular like, so we're still we're still towards the end of our the pandemic. Um, the reason why all of like the shops are closed, like the like the food court is closed, is literally because of uh, COVID restrictions. Oh. Um, the bakery is only open because um. They were able to. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing because they're like it's. It's not. I. I don't even know why the bakery's open. It's just open. Um, and then they're building a Starbucks. So that's Ooh. good. There's there. There is a star. There's going to be a Starbucks. Actually, I think the Starbucks has just opened. So I think they're going about to. They're going to slowly open back up the food court in the fashion district. So, fingers crossed, we can get our chicken and pizza again. Oh, chicken pizza! Yeah, they have a really oh, good pizza shop in there too. Like, I want those fries. I want them so bad. But anyway, so the first season of Hack was a delight. It was so much fun. It was an interesting show. I was really all about it. Although, there's one depressing thing that happened. I forget. I think it was in season two, though. But it was. I don't think it was in season one. Anyway, Hack was a delight in season one. Mm-hmm. Then, season two. Season two. Season two brought to us a new cast member by the name. This is the character's name. I don't know what actor delighted us with this, but a cast.
character named Jamie Farrell. Da, da. Oh, that sound like that. That's like a character from the Jamie, Mash. Jamie Farrell <laughs> was the most fucking annoying character in the world. When we meet him, he's pretending to be blind for reasons. Um, and he's like a con artist, but he's like not like an interesting con artist or like uh, an exciting con artist. He is a twenty-year-old annoying ass con artist. And he's always in trouble, and Mike, the main guy who's played by David Morris, always has to go in and save his annoying ass all the time. Oh, did you bring him up? Yeah, okay. what's the name of the character? And Jamie Farrell. Ugh, Jamie. And, like, he, they, they oh, brought him in. I and can't. Oh, my gosh. So, um, his, his first name is Mike, but, they, but he has one of those weird, like, Names oh. that I cannot pronounce. He's on the Gilmore Girls one. Right? Well, he was on the Gilmore Girls. He was on The Good Wife. Oh. And he is on The Resident. All of these shows I have probably have not I have not seen. Though um, I might get into that Good Fight show, which is the spinoff of The Good, good, the good Wife. I will probably not watch any of those because he's on it, and then seeing his face might send me into, like, flashbacks of his annoying-ass character on the show. Again, I haven't seen him in anything else. I don't know if it's the actor's fault or not, but this character was like nails on a chalkboard. Every time he showed up, because it would be like... <laughs> because it would be like... Mike would be doing his thing, and then Marcellus, his partner, played by Andre Brower... He'd show up and they'd be doing a thing, and then suddenly Jamie has a crisis. Oh no, we need to go save Jamie. And I'm like, oh my god, like he brought everything to a screeching halt. He was so annoying. His character mm -hmm. was like the worst. His character pretty much ruined the show. And like, the. I don't get it. Doesn't. It... Wait, 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 wait. So apparently there's a character named Mikey, who I'm assuming is the son of Mike. Yes. So why are we bringing this younger character who's ruining everything? I'm just kind of... I, I don't know. They, I mean, they brought him in, and they brought in an ex-nun. And the ex-nun was okay, because there used to be this other character on there who they, they left in season one, I think. And then they brought in the ex-nun, and that was okay. That was fine. But then Jamie, and it became, like, the... It became, very quickly became the We Need to Go Save Jamie show. Like, there was this one thing where they, like, this killer, like, tried to kill Jamie, and I was like, good, kill him, take him out, please. But, I, but he didn't. And take us out of our misery! <laughs> Mike got there in time. I was very, very sorry to see that, because, oh my god. I'm like, Jamie, you're so annoying. Oh my gosh. But yes. Jamie Farrell. The most annoying character I've ever seen on a Hack. show ever. Hack. Good show, only watch season one. Unless you want to counter Jamie... Uh, I also have noticed that there is a character, like there's an actress named Joanna Reinhardt, who, um, starting to see a little pattern here. She was on, um, As the World Turns, um, she replaced, excuse me, I'm gonna have a little frog in my throat. She replaced, um, Tamara Tooney, who, who was on Law and Order SVU, but that's not why... She got replaced because uh, she Tamara Tooney did Law and Order SVU later, uh, and then they just wrote the character of Jessica off of As the World Turns. But she replaced Tam uh, Tamara Tooney as Jessica for like 
a number of years, but it looks like she was on the show too. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm actually happy to see that she got work after she replaced a phenomenal actress, Tamara Tooney, who is on, who I think, I don't even think she's on there anymore, but she was like, I think she's like the, she did an autopsy on Law and Order, but she was also able to do both shows because uh, Law and Order was in New York and so was As the World Turned. Not, not Joanna, but, but um, Tamara, so. Interest, interesting that I found out, and B.B. Newworth was on the show, and I like B.B. Newworth. Uh, anyway. I want to hear who the most annoying person in the world is in the TV series. Drumroll! <laughs> From the Emmy-winning soap opera General Hospital. Um, congratulations on your Emmy. Um... This character didn't annoy me as much, but later he got a little more annoying. Um, I know for a fact I am going to get a lot of flack for this, <laughs> but I am going to take you on a journey that started in the early 80s. So um, let, let me put some history there um, here too. <laughs> so back in the uh, back in the 80s. Um, the show General Hospital wasn't doing well, so they essentially, because, you know, it was a show about a hospital, and, like, you know, nobody really wanted to see that. So they kind of, like, they made, like, two uh, notable shifts to the show. Um, now, the hospital was still the main focus of the show through all of this. It, is, it still is now, but um, more mob-centric than hospital. But that, that, that's, that's a separate point. <laughs> they added a family called the Quartermains, that was the first shift, but that that has something that 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 that's unrelated, um, tangentially unrelated. And then they expanded the character of Laura Weber. Okay, uh, the yeah, yeah, yes. So through this uh, expansion, they, um, which actually you kind of didn't reveal who one of them, who my the most annoying character is. Um, through this expansion, they brought on, uh, you know, they they you know. Bobby Spencer was a, you know, who's a phenomenal character, um, still on the show today, uh, actually still, ha still has kids on the show, too. Um, one of them is annoying, but, uh, not as annoying as her uncle, Luke Spencer. Oh, God. <laughs> uh. All right. Now, this comes into forms why this character is annoying. Um, let's start off with the fact that, uh, the past was a mistake. The inception of this couple of Luke and Laura began with rape. Mm -hmm. um, and then they tried to mold it into a seduction, darling. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we all don't like, we don't mean like that. Yeah. So, but because the actors had chemistry, they kind of ran with that. And, this, and that's how we, that's how, that's how we had the executive producer at the time kind of writing it off as a seduction. Yeah. But it worked because social media wasn't this thing, so... <laughs> there wasn't anyone doing, like, hashtag there was anything blurred, too, lines, so... blurred lines. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag, um, free Laura. Um, <laughs> that's what, that's what would have been the hashtag back then. Um, so, Luke Spencer is a colossal jerk. Uh, the biggest jerk in Jerksville. Jerky, 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 jerky. Uh, <laughs> Beef Jerky was named after this character. That's how much of a jerk he is. But it worked. Like, it worked because um, his like him and Jeannie Francis, Jeannie Francis, who was the wife of Jonathan Frakes, I will never let anybody forget that. You, let me, anyway. 
<laughs> you know who Jonathan Franks is. We all know who Jonathan Franks is. I don't even have to tell you. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so of course they get married, uh, and it was watched by everybody in 1983. <laughs> um, now, mind you, the actor is amazing. He is phenomenal. Like, probably one of my favorite scenes ever on General Hospital is, um, wow. So, <laughs> Laura gets kidnapped, and she's, all, and they, you know, she's written off for a year or two. Luke, um, Luke, uh, kind of, you know, kind of move on, moves on without her. He becomes mayor, but he doesn't, he's not really with anybody. I mean, I'm, I think there was like a plot with Demi Moore or something like that, but, you know, that, didn't really do nothing, anything with that. Um, and, um, when he, <laughs> so when he becomes mayor, he's just like, oh, he's thinking of his wife. He's thinking of his wife, Laura. Like, that's the song, think of Laura. <laughs> that song. Um, and he runs that, you know, and Laura is at the mansion. Like, like, like he, like, so she's in like the little courtyard of the mansion. It's on location. She gorgeous, beautiful, everything. And he, uh, sees Laura. He, he sees her. He's just like, Awesome. Like, he's his big eyes. He's like, oh, runs down the steps. We don't see him run down the steps, but then he runs out, sees Laura. He's like, like, ah, like, amazing, amazing scene. But why do I find this character annoying? Let's move on to 1999. So, oh, I wouldn't even say 1999. Let's say late 90s. So, in the course of in the course of all of these years, um, Luke and Laura leave after uh, Laura and Lu Luke and Laura reunite. In so they're gone for like a number of years, about ten years, and then they come back in 1993 to uh, well, about ten years. It wasn't even like I think they left in '84. They come back in about nine years in 1993. Um, got a new opening credits <laughs> before that oh, for their thirtieth. Um, Faces of the Heart with Dave Koz. Chef's Kiss, best theme song of, of that show, Fight Me. Um, <laughs> um, it, so, Luke and Laura, so in 1993, they're, they're, you know, they're, uh, they're essentially still running from the law. They're in uh, Canada, um, you know, uh, and then for whatever reason, and they have to go back to Port Charles because um, they, you know, because people are following them. Uh, and then let's fast forward to the, maybe about 1998-ish. When? So they have a son named Lucky, Lucas Lorenzo Spencer Jr., named Lucky. Um, we find, Lucky finds out, so essentially the writers, the whole production has changed, and they decided to address the issue of how they met in a very responsible way. The, uh, Lucky finds out that um, Luke and Laura... Um, like the, their inception was because of rape. Like the reason why they, the reason why they are the re, like their relationship started with rape and then the kind of, yeah. So, and this was all because of Lucky's girlfriend at the time, Elizabeth Weber, who was still in the show. Um, and not related to Laura, oddly enough, um, <laughs> um, is, uh, yeah, she got raped. Uh, she got, she got like, she had like, she was randomly raped in the, in the park. Yeah. And um, that brought up a lot of trauma for Laura, apparently, and she told Lucky, and Lucky is, like, Lucky is rightfully upset, and this starts the deterioration of Luke and Laura. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I have said on Twitter that their divorce was messy. I loved it. Like, I loved how messy, messy it is. But that was when I kind of started to not really appreciate the character of Luke because of the following. Lucky dies. Oh, God. Uh, quote. I'm going to put that in quotes. Um, <laughs> and during all of this, this is like, this is like their marriage was un unraveling. Luke sleeps with a bartender on the fucking floor of the, of his aunt's bar. Oh my God. Uh, and it was gross. He disrespects Laura. Hates. Ooh, terrible, terrible disrespect of Laura. Um, he, uh, and then also, like, also, um, in the process of all of this, they write out Laura again. Um, wow. they, um, they, uh, have, in probably the most, um, upsetting and convoluted way, they have Laura kill her father, uh, what? for what? And then she winds up in a coma because, um, <laughs> okay. for what? No, no, she, no. All right, sorry, wrong word. She winds up uh, catatonic, which yeah, she just she just stops speaking, functioning, and then she just gets sent away home. And yeah, that that that's what happened to Laura. So with Laura written out, and of course uh, Lucky comes back because uh, remember I put death in quotes. Yeah. He was just kidnapped. That was all. Um, <laughs> and then they re then they recast him twice. Oh god. Um, you're not the same luck you used to be. Nope. Um, so let's get into that for a second. Let's talk about the actor Anthony Gary, who plays or played Luke. Um, this is the only... Remember when I said that the actress who played Tara, it was not good, and, um, you know, yeah. and, you know, she, like, and that does a lot for me to that, that kind of like does a lot to like, not really like, um, have me, have me root for the character. Anthony Geary is worse. He's oh. a good actor, but he's also disrespectful to his fans. Oh. He said, and I am going to, uh, paraphrase this. So first of all, allegedly, uh, I'm, I'm going to put a legend on all of this. Allegedly, uh, he and Jeannie Francis did not get along, and I don't know when that started. It got to the point where if you see them in interviews, there is, um, I remember I saw like an interview, uh, I think it was like the 50th anniversary General Hospital. Um, show, oddly enough, started the same year as Doctor Who. I forgot about oh. that. Um, <laughs> if you see interviews with them, like the interview with them at the Paley Center, if you notice, there are, there's Anthony Geary, there's the writer at the time, and then Jeannie Francis is next to the writer. So he, the okay. writer is literally separating the two. Yes. You would think that a couple, um, you know, you would think that the, you, would, you, would, you would see the arrangement of the couple, you would put them together, which they didn't because they don't like each other. They didn't, they, they, after, I don't know when to start, but after a while they stopped getting along. Um, on top of this, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase this too. I'm going to paraphrase what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> sorry, my cat's crying. And I had been crying throughout the entire podcast. He said, um, anybody, like, you know, people who are, who want Luke and Laura to get back together are just uh, people who are upset because their parents got divorced. What? 
Yeah. Yeah. And then also, uh, remember that storyline where um, Lucky, you know, Lucky, uh, you know, Lucky finds out that Luke and Lara um, are, you know, the, how they got together, like yes. it was a product of rape. That I believe was written by, like, so the executive producer at the time was different. It was uh, a wonderful woman named Wendy Rich, uh, and I believe, and like, and yeah. So I don't think he disrespected to the writer uh, in that instance, but he did say he did disrespect the. Uh, executive producer saying that like oh see this was like probably the worst error of that show oh. when critically under Wendy Rich which was about 1992 to about oh <laughs> to about 2002 was the most successful part of, was the most successful error of the show critically one of the most successful errors I would even say Gloria Monty's era when, like, she, when, you know, when when uh, everybody watched Luke and Laura's wedding would be first, but that entire era included um, a lot of hospital-centric stories, which uh, including um, an AIDS storyline that was so, you know, that was so important that like they had to do an after-school special tie-in to people to to get the care to get the actors. Um, to to educate about AIDS, and they aired it after that storyline ended. Um, They did a breast cancer storyline. They did did a a heart transplant storyline that involved children. Uh, One one child had to die to get a heart transplant. They they killed off a child in a a bus accident. Um, And then, aside from the hospital-centric storylines, there was a lot of adventure storylines. General Hospital had their first. I'm saying they had their first nighttime, um, nighttime um, episode, uh, Twist of Fate. Excellent episode of that Ooh. show. Um, during that time, it, um, now in the '90s, a lot of like they would have uh, primetime episodes of of uh, soap operas that would air right before the daytime Emmys, or maybe even during the summer. Who knows? Um, and like it was so, so critically acclaimed. You have Brenda and Sunny during that time. Like a lot of like. Pop- mega popular couples were on that show. It is the reason why General Hospital fans are the craziest fans ever because that entire because and, and justifiably so it's because that entire era from 1993 to 2002 was the shit. It was amazing. Oh, um, and to have the actors disrespect that entire era, uh. the woman who brought you back to the show um, but, well, okay. Mm, technically that would have been Gloria Mountain. Well, no, okay, so his character, well, Anthony Gary came back before Luke came back, but he came back as, like, a, a twin cousin or something. We all remember that character. Um, so, um, and then also, um, like, he was just, he, like, he was, like, he, and then on top, like, also, like, his character, like, the actor would take vacations. Like, I mean, nothing wrong with vacations or anything like that, but... He would take vacations like for six months. Oh my gosh! To go to Amsterdam. Um, oh, wow, which, okay. Hell yeah, shit. I mean, okay. Uh, yeah, but you, if you notice, other people who were uh, instrumental on the show didn't have one vacation. Leave for six leave for six months. So, and not saying that you know, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't think that everybody should take a six month vacation, but. I think that everybody should take six months vacation. I don't know why he was important enough to get a six month vacation, but I digress. 
let's get to what got him exited from the show. <laughs> so, about 2014, 15, there was a storyline that we like to call Faluk, F-L-U-K-E, which the storyline was essentially uh, Luke Spencer comes back from one of Anthony Gary's long-ass vacations and <laughs> is different. We don't know why this man's different. So he uh, was doing cer certain stuff out of character, uh, being more disrespectful than ever. Um, it was going to be revealed that, remember that twin I kind of brought up Wait, earlier? That twin? That he was going to be the twin cousin? Well, the twin cousin had died um, a little after uh, they had uh, Anthony Gary come, uh, return as Luke Spencer. So they just, they kill off the twin set, we can, I, I'm guessing because, you know, it would have been hard to play both roles um, at the same time. I don't know why. Um, I mean, you know, better actors have tr have played roles. Uh, hi, David Canary. Uh, love you from heaven. And, um, you know, played them for years and decades and stuff like that. But we're just not going to talk about that. So, <laughs> I'm really a dragging this man on, uh, on Anchor.fm. Um, so, they were going to essentially bring back the character of Bill Eckert, uh, which is the cousin, and say, oh, that's, that's Luke now. But um, it wasn't even the reason of Anthony Gary. It was literally because we've all figured it out in like two seconds. <laughs> the fans figured it out in two seconds. So they were like, oh, crap, we just got a course correct. Um, so essentially what they did was they... They rewrote the story... So that there, so that Luke would have like a mental breakdown, but we don't know why he had this mental breakdown. Um, and um, and um, and then it was revealed, and oh gosh, it was one of their like so every year they would uh, like up until like the fifty fifth anniversary, they would like kind of celebrate like um, every anniversary. So one of the anniversaries, I think it was the fifty third or fifty second. It was revealed that, um, so, mind you, this was not the first episode of the show, but, so they kind of had to, like, shoehorn it prior to the first episode of the show, so that way it will make sense. So, um, Luke, um, kills both of his parents. What? Um, <laughs> because, um, one of them... It, or I think he just killed one of them. I, I know both of them wound up dying. Um, he killed his mom by accident, but I think he also killed his father. I don't know. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know why they killed off this. Uh, I, I don't know why they honestly killed off this character. Um, <laughs> so, and it turns out that the reason for, the reason why that he was having this breakdown is because he was suppressing this trauma of killing his parents. Oh my now, on the way out, because they, you know, because you know, a writer's job is hard. Like, I think you go to, don't you go to grad school for writing? Yeah. Or English? It's hard. It's really hard. But on the way, so like, uh, so essentially they, um, you know, Anthony Gary quits the show because he wants to spend more time in Amsterdam. <laughs> Smoking that wax back. And because he thinks the show sucks. Oh. <laughs> um... And essentially, um, he in an exit interview, he says, oh, it's the worst head writer ever. Like, I kind of oh. wanted them to kill off this character. And he actually 
told the, uh, and he said, I never met this writer. And literally there is proof that he has met the writer of the oh, show. Like, the, like he was sitting right between him and Jeannie Francis. He, oh. There's a picture of Anthony Geary shaking the writer's hand uh, around Carl Avati, who was an excellent writer. Oh. Uh, uh, he's now in Days of Our Lives. Essentially, he gets the man fired from uh, General oh. Hospital, and they had to buy out his contract, and he can't, he couldn't work anywhere else until he oh got God. these for lives. So yeah, Anthony Geary can go fuck himself <laughs> because he just he hates the fans, and um, I can say that uh, on the 40th anniversary of Luke and Laura's wedding, because <laughs> I hope that Jeannie Francis is on the show. In fact, the reason why he left, also the reason why he left the show, is because Jeannie Francis returned. Oh. Um, yeah. Like, it was, it's interesting that there was, like, a very little overlap of Jeannie Francis and Anthony Gary being on the show. Essentially, they were going to, like, write both Luke and Laura out, but Luke was saying, I ain't doing that shit. So, and Jeannie Francis was like, I'm not, I want to stay on the show. So, Jeannie Francis just stays on the show. Like, you know, she's the heart and soul of the show. She is an amazing woman. Uh, Jonathan Frakes' wife, of course you're amazing. And so... They wanted, so he really wanted Ron Carlevati to kill off Luke, like to have him die by suicide. Oh my god. Um, no, we're not doing that uh, on, uh, on 3 p.m. Eastern Standard <laughs> Time on ABC television, um, unless it's a social storyline. So we're not doing that. No, so what they have him do is <laughs> have him walk away. Um, no, and I think he requested, like, oh, I don't want to have, like, the, a, a final episode where I'm reminiscing or anything like that. So, um, he just walks away in the fog and that's it. And then he comes back briefly. <laughs> so, um, the actress who plays Tracy Quartermay, phenomenal woman named Jane Elliott. Not that one, the actress. Um, <laughs> people, if you look up Jane Elliott, literally, uh, I think, like, a feminist writer or something like that comes up it's weird um i think their names are spelled a little differently anyway um she uh leaves the she retires from acting but she does come back like when you know she does she retires full-time for acting but comes back when when, when need be um <laughs> so when the when tracy quarterback gets written out um she goes to Amsterdam and she finds Luke. Oh. Uh, Luke is just like, so Luke is there like in an unspoken um, <laughs> appearance. But the man has been in Amsterdam. I think Gary's been in Amsterdam. So of course he grows his hair out and he looks like, um, he looks, he has a, he has a long bang that goes down to like his cheek. Oh. And we just all laughed. <laughs> so, so Luke Spencer. So Luke Spencer is the most annoying character for two reasons. Because Luke Spencer is a goddamn rapist. Uh, oh, he also mowed down like a child, too. Oh, uh, but uh, they brought the child back, so I'm going to forgive the character for that. And also, Anthony Gary is probably the most annoying actor ever, so... Yes. Make of that as you fucking will. So last but not least, let's just, since we're, we're getting up on We're getting up two on two hours. hours. Let's just real quick run through these honorable mentions. So I had three honorable mentions, so let's just, I'm going to say like two sentences about each of First one is Rose Tyler from Doctor Who. Oh, yes. I found Rose to be annoying. Like, she, and I feel like she kind of, she had Mary Sue qualities, too, because she ended up with her own version of the Doctor for, like, reasons. And they would screw over Martha all the time, even though Martha was a way better character. But yet they gave Rose, like, everything, and they made Rose, like, so flippant important. And so I found Rose I think that's why I don't like, I didn't like the Tenth Doctor. Because I kind of, <laughs> I, I'll explain this 
later. But there, there, it was more personal for me with that. Uh, but it was a similar reason, except that reason happened in real life. But it, but it was more, my hate was more towards the doctor than it was towards Rose and Martha. Because <laughs> I was the Martha. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I, I like the 10th doctor. I do know what you're referring to. Yes, yes. I'm, but, uh, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to, uh, yeah. Wait, yeah, I just found, I, I like Martha and Donna way better. And Donna was they, so funny. Yes, but they spent so much time on freaking Rose. And I just found Rose real annoying. And I just wasn't No disrespect to Billy Piper, because Honey to the Bee was my jam. <laughs> I didn't take that one because you want to. Because you want to. I never. I don't even know why I never heard of because you want to. I heard "Honey to the Bee." That's you for me. Oh, that was my jam. But so Rose Tyler was annoying, but I did like her mom. Her mom was funny characters. Anyway, so who's your uh, one of your? Uh, All right. Um, I'm gonna put these two in like a uh, little. Uh, I'm gonna put these two together. So uh, Jessica Bennett from Passions, played by Danica Stewart, because the actress made the character annoying, and the actresses before her are phenomenal. Um, I actually had her on the list, but I took her off because Danica Stewart is no longer acting, as far as I know, and the people who played her beforehand, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is a scream queen now, and Jade Harlow, who is an Emmy-winning independent soap opera person... Ah, they are, so they are not, they are still working, and Danica is not, so I'm gonna give her a little bit of a, you know, a pass. Um, she's now an honorable mention. Uh, Sierra Brady, as played by Vivian Giovanni. See, 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 you thought I was gonna say Victoria Conafal, but I, I love Victoria Conafal. So, the reason why, so Vivian Giovanni was not a good Sierra, um, especially coming off the heels of the child Sierra, who was, like, they, like, they were gonna write that character to be very mischievous and, like, a badass, and when Vivian Giovanni took over the role, they kind of watered her down a lot and made her, and, like, and then also, like, I can even, like, picture the actress, like, she has, like, these weird facial expressions that didn't match up with the character, so they grew her off after maybe, like, about a year or two, and then that's when homegirl, Emmy-winning queen, Victoria Conafal played her, and the character just got a lot better, and when it was back to the way the character should have been, huh, we stand a queen. Next. <laughs> Next, I gotta give a shout-out to the, basically, the trope namer. Wesley Crusher. Shut up, Wesley! The first well-known, really annoying character, where it started oh, with yeah. a little bit of Wesley, and then it seemed like every episode had significant Wesley in it in Star Trek. The next I thought it was strange that, like, he was still on the show and Beverly wasn't. I've always found that to be yeah. strange. And I think I've even heard that Will Whedon, who played Wesley, he couldn't stand the character. Like, As you should... We stand a king who knows when his character, who knows characters in the way. Will <laughs> Wheaton. <laughs> so freaking Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Um, <laughs> so remember that Twitter thing you mentioned earlier? Yes. Unfortunately, um, one of my uh, um, honorable mentions is Sherlock from the BBC's Sherlock. And not because <laughs> of Brendan Cumberbatch, because of the fans. So, um, I'm going to go into this very briefly. Uh, season 2, episode 1. That's all I need to say. <laughs> that episode was written, I guess, as... Ooh, I, uh, I felt it didn't answer any questions. for Like, okay, so it's not, it, it was funny in some parts. 
Was that uh, the one where he came back? Where after he came dying? back after dying, and then they kind and of had like those. Little, they didn't explain anything. They had like those like fan theories, like oh well, you know, we'll just have him kiss people. You know, we'll just have him kiss um um uh, Moriarty or uh, whatever his name. I don't know who. We'll just have him be gay. And like like they had like it was so fan servicey, and I just I couldn't stand the show. And I blame you, Tumblr, 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 Tumblr. De definitely at me. I am Tornado Soga Tumblr. I will not answer you. Just at me. Anyway, at me. At me. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, I want I want answer. <laughs> yeah, Sherlock was really uneven. Like, the first mm -hmm. season was really good. Um, right, right now, I'm watching Elementary, which is a lot better. Oh, don't give me Star Elementary. Uh, and how, like, the Tumblr basically tried to destroy me because I thought that, uh, because I, did, I had no faith in American television. Um, yeah, I, I was hate. I was, I was very first, weary, and then everybody's like, so "Well, good. you're you're no, you're anti-feminist." Like, I am a female, and I just have no faith in CBS, so I wound up having to delete the post. But like, I just hate Tumblr. I don't yeah, like Tumblr. So I was weary too, but then I saw, it and I was like, "Oh, Johnny Lee Miller, Johnny Lee Miller." Is, I, I love Lucy Liu, though. So like, like yes. I was weary she about was the really female good. Watson because because like it, it wasn't even because of like. It wasn't even because I didn't want, like, I didn't want a female Watson. It was because I have no faith in American television that they yeah. were going to pair them together. Like, that was where it came yeah, from. I should have communicated that better, I admit. At the same time, um, dogpiling on people because they have an opinion, not cool. Yes. Oh, my God. Tumblr is so not bad fucking like that. cool. They really will just, Not like cool. And that's why your asses, uh, that's why your asses are now owned by WordPress. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Tumblr. Yeah, but Please at me. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, elementary is way better than I mean, because I, and I was also because I had already watched Sherlock and I didn't know if I had if I could invest in another Sherlock Holmes. But now I've invested in like five versions of Sherlock Holmes, so I'm just gonna. There are like two, I think there are like two on Netflix, like Alania Holmes and yeah, Alana Holmes. Alana Holmes, yeah. And then there's also um, I mean, there's the original stories. And then there's the Robert Downey Jr. movies. And then there's the original movies with Basil Rothbaum, which I haven't seen, but I heard were good. Anyway. Oh, Sherlock. Anyway, Sherlock. And then, so is this... Uh, is I have this... three more, so do, do you have one more? In there? I have one more. So Yeah, um, so my three more I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list after yours. So. Okay, so this last one is, it's a group of characters. It's not just one character. The crudy... The, that's it. The Cutie Mark Crusaders on My Little Pony. Oh, I thought you were just going to say the entire show? No, I actually, I, see, I like My Little Pony when it's the the regular cast. Friendship is magic you're talking about? Friendship is magic, yes. But see? The, but then, but then. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, 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 yeah, 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 explain before I, before I ruin it for you. But see then, I see, so I like the main cast, but then around season, I guess like season five, they brought in these characters called the Cutie Mark Crusaders, who are these younger siblings, and like one's like in the mm -hmm. sort of adopted younger sibling of the main ponies. And a lot of times, it'll be a whole episode just about them that doesn't have any of the main ponies in it. Where's Poochie? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, why? Like, this is. It's not even that they're awful. It's just like it's like they're like I don't want to see them. I want to see the main ponies. I, I was for the primary point. I didn't come for them, and it's like they just—they're always going around trying to get their cutie marks, which is like the pony equivalent of a, having a period. And Ugh. I mean, that, I read that somewhere. Why are we? Ugh. 
Anyway, um, I was going to say that Chris Chan ruined the show for me, but that did as well. <laughs> because when you hit, like, pony puberty, that, like, this thing appears on your thigh that tells you what your, like, talent is going to be. My talent is being bad at things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I did slap my thigh. That, mm, that juicy and noise was like, slapped oh, my man, thigh. if they don't get their cutie marks. Oh, like, my gosh, can you guys just get your period already? <laughs> Trust me, you won't. You, trust me, you you don't want a period. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, and there'll be whole episodes where, like, three or four episodes in a row. I'm period. Oh no! Why are we? Why are we doing this, Lauren? Why, Lauren Faust? Why are we doing this? I don't even think she was on the show anymore. Which I don't think that makes that a little worse. I don't know. gross. Uh, one of my choices is Claire Wilson. Please listen to the, both episodes and you'll know why. Uh, from a teacher. Oh, God. Uh, and then, um, so the one person, so, uh, so these characters are both from Degrassi. Um, so I wanted to say the, the one first. Uh, Becky Baker from Degrassi, who is, um, she was really annoying. Um, <laughs> she was the Christian character. And I have no real issues with Christian characters, except for fundamentalists. Um, <laughs> so she literally, so she, her, uh, her character gets like, uh, her character and like another, and like her brother gets transferred to the grassy, uh, because they were trying to make like this hockey thing a thing. Um, and, um, that was the storyline I mentioned earlier about Cam, um, that I mentioned earlier, the, uh, oh, the yeah. suicide storyline. So, uh, and then, <laughs> so... She, they, so they kind of softened the character, so they had the character convert, um, Jenna Middleton into a, like, into a Christian, um, but she literally only was converted, they only converted Jenna Middleton into a Christian because, um, she wanted, uh, her brother, um, uh, <laughs> Jenna wanted her brother, and Becky, I, well, first of all, um, love, I love all of the characters and the actors on Degrassi, but this was the actress's first season. And she didn't, she wasn't a good actress in the beginning, but she did get better. Um, but what also annoyed me about the character was that, um, so the char the main, uh, char like one of the, um, most popular characters on Degrassi, and I'm like specifically Degrassi, which is post season 10, um, she, um, well, he, no, he, so character named Adam who is tra a trans male uh and I'm only saying she because uh I was thinking of Becky and not Adam so sorry uh that I was not meaning to um dead name this character or misgender this character um they had they softened the character of Becky by being with Adam who uh and by accepting Adam and being a trans character oh. being something you know, of this trans character then they killed Alf Adam because um, the, um, the actress who played Adam. Now, unfortunately, the actress, there, the actress who played Adam is a cis uh, character. It's a cis uh, character, but they did. But um, Jordan did a really good job playing um, Adam, so I'm gonna let that one slide. Um, and then during Adam's like the whole funeral episode, it was mostly focused on Becky, and that's oh. kind of when I just dropped off the show because that 
they just wanted to like kind of center the character like oh we'll just make it the becky show starring becky yeah. and make becky be with all the gay characters and have her be a christian gay. I'm like i don't i'm not here for this anymore <laughs> and then also another claire um now i'm going to be very specific uh claire edwards from degrassi tng i think this is the probably the most petty thing to be annoyed by this character she gets better uh after when they drop the tng but um the first few seasons that they had Claire on the show, she was, oddly enough, wearing her uh, private school outfit all the time at Degrassi, <laughs> despite the fact that Degrassi's a public school that does not require a dress code, at least at the time of the episode. And that always rubbed me the wrong way as somebody who transitioned from a Catholic school to, or a school that required a strict dress code, nay, uniform. I wasn't out here on these streets. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't out here on these streets in, uh, like, trans, like, going from fourth grade in my uniform to fifth grade uh, in public school in my uniform. I was like, give me all the clothes. Like, like you know, I need to wear some normal clothes. I want to I wanna wear normal clothes. Like, I think that's the most petty thing that, like, bothered me about, this, about that. And then they, like, tried to make, like, like, they tried to, like, pair her up with, like, the cool nerd and it didn't work <laughs> but she got better because they took her out of the uniform uh she had glasses but they removed her glasses and you know, she started wearing contacts and then she met eli and the rest is history <laughs> so that's so that's why I specifically claire on the grassy to the next generation when she was first on the show she got better a lot better she was still annoying in some aspects but at least they made her less annoying and that one catholic school private school thing was less annoying. And that's on my list. And so there we have it. We have got many, many annoying characters. Very annoying. And guess what? Next week, Angel... Well, next month. Next month, Angel. I'm going to tell you about... An annoying a, movie. A movie of almost entirely... Annoyances. Annoying characters. Because just as a little tease into this next episode... When you think about a hard-hitting movie on racism, what do you think of? Well, I can think of a lot of movies uh, as a joke. Uh, American Beauty is a hard-hitting movie about racism. Uh, Rent's a hard-hitting musical about racism. Anything but Crash. <laughs> and secondly, I have one more question, Angel. What do you think about... You know what? I'm just going to save that for next time. <gasps> See you next month, guys. We talk about both movies named Crash. Into me, yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>